Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Well, hello. Good, good. Are we over hello, the slapping? Hello. Are we over the slapping? No slapping this week? No, not slapping. this week. Oh, all right. Edge. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hi, Hi girls. Buddy. How are we? Midweek, feeling great. That's right. In case we are the U2 album of your podcast app and we just automatically download and you didn't even know, you're listening to the A Block. This is Haley, Jacqueline, and Claire. We're hanging out as always every week, telling you about our lives and our problems and our triumphs and also talking about the latest celebrity gossip and anything the hell else we feel like talking about. <laughs> That's right. Whatever. <laughs> That's right. Truly you know, whatever we want. And maybe some is, things we say we want to talk about never do. Never do, but it's the tease of a lifetime. You think oh, we're going to talk about it. Maybe we'll never talk about it, you know? But you're, you thank us that we asked you to watch it because you enjoyed it. Didn't you? Didn't you? Sometimes you need to be told what to do. I was so excited because, you know, okay, so we're all ex-journalists, ex-local news gals, and I get so excited. Do you ever feel like a goon when you pitch a story to one of your other friends that works in a different market? And you're like, hey, I don't know if you ever thought about doing this story. And they're like, we already did that story six months ago. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. I don't really watch the news, so. Yeah, like, I don't watch the news. (laughs) I'm not in your market, so I didn't see it, but. I didn't see the six-part series you did. No, I had a very happy moment of all three of us. We all have a friend named Casey that's the morning anchor at WVLT in Knoxville. It's a CBS station, official Vol station. And I texted her this week, and I remember, I think I told you guys about the show on Netflix that Matt and I were obsessed with a few weeks ago called Swap Shop. 
No. Oh, maybe I mentioned, never mind. I just have one of those. Is this, you is know, this the show where they do where all those radio hosts and the vintage stuff? Yes. It's this okay. iconic radio show out of Knoxville, Tennessee called Swap Shop. And there are iterations of it all over the country. And it's where people just call in and say things that they have for sale that they're looking for oh, or that yeah, they want to yeah. literally swap. Yeah. Well, it's a new Netflix. I guess I talked about this on um, the TV show, but um, it's the Lee and Haley show if you're interested friends and fam. Um, I thought I talked about it on here, but I guess I didn't. It's a random show, but it's called Swap Shop. It's new on Netflix. And it's basically about all the vintage shop owners in East Tennessee that listen to this radio show every day and then race to these random locations to try to beat each other to buy the latest vintage find. Oh gosh. Sounds stupid, but the production quality is awesome. And I'm into it and I'm from Tennessee. So I had a proud moment this week where I text my friend Casey that works in that area. And I was like, Hey, random. And I'm sorry if you've already done this. I was like, but have you talked to any of the people on Swap Shop? And she was like, no, why are they local? And I was like, I'm a tipster. I'm a tipster. <laughs> I tipped her. She's now calling these people. And if she gets interviews with these people that oh I've my God, that would be her, so fun. I, I hope so. I hope she gets to interview because there's tons of like couples and friends and people that own these vintage shops and they're all characters and hilarious and so funny. And I was like, if she gets to interview them and then go on like shopping excursions with them, guys, it's like American pickers, but all in East Tennessee. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. That has not popped up on my Netflix at all, but I'll be honest. It only I'll- popped up because we sought it out because Matt's brother, Rob was watching it and was like, Hey, Lee, you'll appreciate this. Cause you're from Tennessee. And I was like, what? And then I watched it. Matt and I were like, we're, we love this show. So I'm a vintage gonna- wheelchair. I would love to see how much that would go for. <laughs> right. Well, I got to say uh, this show um, a couple months ago. Um, I don't know what this says about me, but it was on my homepage. <laughs> oh, what was it? So this, this was um, one of the shows I didn't watch every episode, but I watched at least a few, the first like two or three um, when I had COVID a few months ago, just like laying yes. around, I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is just a lighthearted happy show. It was really yes. good. I enjoyed it. It was very different. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, what was the name of it? The swap. Oh, oh, the swap shop. Sorry. Yeah. I, thought, I thought this whole time you were leading up to the name of another show. Uh-uh. No, no. I, watched, <laughs> I was like, this is the <laughs> show I watched. I knew exactly the second you started talking about it. I was like, I know exactly what she's going to say. No, I was like, this is the longest buildup and I'm excited for whatever the name of this show is. (laughs) What a dumbass. The second you said, the second you said East Tennessee and our friend Casey, I was like, I know exactly what show she's going to talk. Guys, I'm telling you nowadays we're so screwed, but also we benefit so much from the production value that now exists in the year 2022, a topic that you think, or maybe feel like I would never be interested in this. When a series is done on it, I'm like, I don't care if this is the most blase content. I don't care. It's produced so well. They make me care about these people that care so much about X, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think you don't care about vintage shopping or swapping or, you know, like the show American Pickers, this is like American Pickers, but on another level, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So anyway, although let me say this. I hate nothing more than going to a vintage shop. It's, it exhausts me. I love it. it ex- thank you. Yeah. I, I do enjoy it sometimes. And I like to find things there and every now and then I do, but like, I have to be in a particular mood Yeah, and I have to be willing to get tired. Like, yes. 
Yes. I, no. I'm uh-huh. not. Yeah. I don't find it to be like a fun, light, enjoyable experience. I either. Well, no, here's the thing I do, but if it's going to be fun, light and enjoyable, I just have to go and turn my brain off and just be there for the ride. But if I'm going there to actually look for something, it's like one of those days where you just want to shop around. You don't really have anything else to do. You got a coffee, you're feeling good. And it's just like a whole day activity. It, I, it kind of reminds me of going to like, like TJ Maxx, like Marshall's or home goods where it's yes. like, you're not really going there for like a specific item, but you're just going there for like the possibility of something. And you have to be in the specific mood to actually like really look and not just yeah. skim the shelf, like move things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not- yeah. Yeah, it's not a passive shopping experience. You have no. to be all in and I am not always all in. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I can't explain it. I'm sorry. I can't explain it. It is a unique smell. Vintage. I'm sorry. I was like, I hear all y'all's points and they're so valid. I'm like, and I'm the most shallow idiot in this crew. Cause I'm like, no, it is a certain smell. There is it's a, the same is- way I feel about vintage shops as I do is like consignment clothing shops. Like I'll support what you're doing. I think it's so cool. But I, since I was a baby, I have a very strong and violent reaction to unpleasant smells and vintage shops and consignment shops always smell the same to me. And I'm like, I, I just since need you were, those plugs. Since you were a baby. When my when I would go vintage shopping with me and my me and my Mother's Day out friends. Yeah, same, same. What, no, tell me more about these like, memory yes. things as a baby. No, it's just like any kind of even the least unpleasant smell. Like my mom said when my little brother was born, I would literally uh, I was obsessed with him until he pooped. And she said it's like I wanted to sell him and I didn't care who bought him if he smelled bad. I was like get this baby out of here. He reeks. And then as soon as she changed him, I was like, Oh, we can be family again. I'm fine. So you got a strong nose. I got a strong nose. Matt, literally my husband, he jokingly, when he wants to annoy me, he'll be like, do you want to go thrifting this weekend? And I'm like, Nope. Do you want to go thrifting this weekend? (laughs) I just can't do it. I can't. And for me, it's only the smell. I think if I had nose plugs, I could go all day. It's it is just like a musty something. I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I know. There, uh, somehow the the smell is the same kind of across the board too. It's like no matter where you go. Yeah, and it's not a dirty smell. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah. What is that smell? But it's not. It's not like I think the place is dirty or things are dirty. It's just a certain smell that I'm just like. It's old skin. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. Dead skin that's fallen on everything. I know that that's what that is, mm-hmm. but I, is that what that is? That's what dust is. That's what dust is. <sighs> I know it's tough to really think about it. You it know? is. I don't like it. I need to go think back about the right now. Swiffer hand duster thing. Like that's just skin on it. That is upsetting. Sorry to gross you guys out. Well, I need to go. I need to go get in the shower. I'll see all you right. all. Okay. Um, Claire, what's going on with you? How are things in Texas? 
Thanks for five. Just work it. And is it making on... you tired, little yawning girl? I'm just tired today. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I worked out yesterday really hard and I felt weak all day today. And so oh. I just feel, I don't know. I've been trying to wake myself up. I'm sorry. I'm low energy. I cannot stop yawning. Oh, that's okay. I just, it is what it is. And I'm just not going to have a cup of coffee right now because I'm not. So it's too late. It's too late. It feels too late at least, but things are good. Um, nope. Nothing's new. Nothing's new. I was trying to think if there was anything new and there's not, um, it's been in the nineties here a couple days, which has been very fun to me. Oh my God. Everyone, everyone that's listening that, um, lives in Kentucky wants to currently throw, take their shoe off and throw it at you. Well, I will tell you that it is a little too early in the year to be 95 degrees. Yeah, it is early. It's kind of like the reverse of what maybe y'all are experiencing. Cause it's like, as a person who loves hot weather and I, I thought it felt amazing yesterday, it was that moment of like, oh, we what are, are we in for this summer? For it, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the gates of hell have opened. Yeah, <laughs> and like it is about, April. You're thinking about what's in store for the next however many months. Yes, but yeah. it's gonna like a cold front is coming, so it's gonna be like 80 tomorrow. So, <laughs> oh hell yeah! So the it'll be better. Front, it'll be yes. Nice. yes, yes, yeah. We might get that. snow this weekend. First day of Keeneland snow. Yeah. I mean, that happens this it's yeah. The spring meet, the spring first day of spring meets always cold. You guys. That's right. It is snowed snowed on the, yes, it has snowed on the first day of the spring meet before, because I remember being live having to do it and being like, are you joking? Yeah, I know it sucks. And and if we've learned nothing from our dear, dear friend, meteorologist, Bill Mack is that never put your spring flowers out until after Derby Saturday, because right. They'll yeah, always get you that last time. That. I mean, I do I'm remember still... before I moved to Kentucky, I remember I was at the gym in Oklahoma on the treadmill watching like the weather channel, whatever random like weather map they had up. And I moved to Kentucky in June. And so this was like mid May and they were showing the lows for Kentucky in mid May. And it was still getting down to like 30 at night. And I, teared up and called my dad and I was like dad <laughs> it's 30 degrees I'm going to I can't do it I simply can't so I I know so I won't he was like yeah Claire that's the way it works um so like, ah, that's good talkie prayers Claire, we had a segment on the show this week where Lee and I both exposed how stupid we are because neither one of us could identify what state was directly above Oklahoma Colorado, Kansas, Colorado, uh, Kansas, Nebraska. Oh, well over to this, over to the left is Colorado. Oh, over to the left is Colorado. If yeah, I'm looking at the not- map, I got it. I did. I can, I can do them. I can, I just recently did that blank fill out the test thing. It was online somewhere. It's like one oh, yeah. of the few things I have confidence in about myself. Okay. If I'm looking at it. Yeah. 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 Kansas, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Nebraska is right up there. Yeah. Um, but if see, I, but if I didn't know any of that off the top of my head, I am like, I'm sitting there like, no, I did Texas, Oklahoma. And then Lee and I both were like, what is above Oklahoma? And he said, I know that that 
is Kansas or Nebraska. And I was like, that's not a thing. You can't say or. Nebraska has that little curve part. Yes, yes. But isn't it so funny, depending on where you grew up in the country, what little circle of states that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt? And then anything really outside of that is kind of like, it's a little squirrely. Like I can name all the states around Lake Tennessee where I grew up. I can know all those. And Jacqueline, probably for you around Illinois, because Jacqueline's from the Chicago area. Um, But yeah, I was like, I know Claire would be punching me right now if she saw me being like, I don't know what's above Oklahoma. (laughs) I just, I, I really always liked learning the map period. Cause I'm trying to think the only part of the United States that was ever kind of mysterious to me was the Northeast. And then when I went to, when I went to school up there and I guess I got to know it a little bit better, but I don't know. It's not like I was looking at a map a lot, but I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I have like pretty decent confidence in, and I'm pretty sure I still know all the state capitals as well. Was, okay, so we had that same question on the show this week. And I was like, I remember name, I used to know all the states and where they were. Cause I remember that was part of like, um, you know, geography in yeah. probably elementary school and then learning all the capitals as well. I remember learning them, but I don't remember all of them now. It's like, if you said it, I'd be like, oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But yeah. if someone asked me point blank, a state that I'm not a hundred, like now that I don't think about that often, I'd be like, mm. I'd be like, I don't know. No, there's a couple. There was one the other day. I was talking to a girl. She went to college in Missouri, and I was like, "Missouri, the capital." I said, "That's Columbia, right?" And she was like, "Ooh," and I said, "Actually, I don't think that's right." <laughs> and we both just kind of sat there. And I actually, let's see, what is, is it? Springfield. Springfield. I think is I it Springfield. I, but Springfield is Illinois. Is yeah, it? I have no idea. Illinois. It's just the first city I could think of. I have capital no idea. Of Missouri. It's not St. Louis. Is it St. Louis? Jefferson City. Jefferson City. I knew it was, I knew it was one that was like not well known, but yeah. I knew whatever I said to her. And she, yeah, she went to college there and she was like, ooh, I don't know the capital. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Guys, uh, welcome in. If you're just tuning in, this is an American geography podcast. Um, mm-hmm. today we're just making sure you all know uh um, capitals. 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 Let's hey, let's give a big shout out to all our fans in Helena, Montana tonight. Welcome in. Thank you for being with us. Jefferson and City, Missouri. We love Jefferson. you. We love you. Montpelier. Vermont. Vermont. There they are. Have you guys ever been to Vermont? I've never been to Vermont and I want to no, go. My, mo- to my mother went when I was a kid and I remember my whole life her being like, it was so beautiful, the foliage. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want to go to New England, like in the fall when there is the foliage, but then I want to like kind of bebop around to other states and drive and then just like yes. stay in cool, like hotels and cabins and do like bed a- and breakfast, bed yes. and breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's going on in Lexington? So we went to dinner. So my birthday was this past weekend. So um, Jacqueline and our sweet friend, Samantha, that is also one of Claire's friends, they um, took me to dinner tonight at at Things on East Side, little restaurant here in Lexington. And we had, Claire, you would have loved it. Blackberry basil cheesecake. Ooh, yum. As the dessert. It was so delicious. And it was quite basil heavy. Wouldn't you say, Jacqueline? Yeah, I would say so. And I love basil, but it was very good. It was like an unexpected little... Mwah, chef's kiss. It was yeah. very good. So, um, so we did that. It's been raining. The weather's been kind of, uh, we're excited for horse racing season, the spring meet at Keeneland. Other than that, I've just been working nothing too exciting. Um, yeah. So don't feel bad. No big news for me either. <laughs> just living, <laughs> trying to get yeah. through the work week, you know? 
No kidding. Um, I, I, I finally feel like fully recuperated after having my family in town this weekend. It went well. That's right. Good. My mom's birthday celebrations went good. Everyone had a ton of fun, but it was just like, you know, of course, it, you know what, ha- what happens when you see family you haven't seen in a minute. It's like, we're staying up late. We're maybe having that last drink that we shouldn't have. So like by the Sunday, I was like one, ready to have a drink just- <sighs> without them and then two like even last night I like fell asleep reading in bed at like 9 30 I was so I was still just exhausted so today I finally feel like recuperated from from that but yeah yeah fun and yeah like you guys I'm just working it's like the same old same old so yeah no I don't know I didn't even have family in this past weekend but I was out of town last week for some stuff and then Jacqueline, like you two, like, I swear I've wanted to go to bed at like 9 PM the last like two nights. And I'm like, why yeah. am I so tired? And like, I, usually, do, I don't know. And usually ever, like we do this podcast, like I'll stay up for another like hour or so. And at least just like watch TV or whatever. But, like I yeah, wind down. Night, I will probably immediately make some sleepy time tea and go lay in bed. <laughs> oh, a dream. the dream, the My dream. <laughs> Claire, I am upset has Rue not jumped on your bed or did he jump on your bed before I joined the recording? He jumped up a second ago and then jumped right down. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's (laughs) honestly annoying. Well, Lexi was sitting next to me whining, um, on the floor and I had to mute myself several times to yell at her to stop. So, Oh, sure. Now she's shouting upstairs. He's an, my cat is annoying me because he won't give me peace, first of uh-huh. all, and uh-huh. he keeps clawing at the door and chipping the paint off of it just on this one little spot. And it's, it's making me, it's all I do is like, get on to him about it. And I have put, I have done, I've put foil there. I've put a chair in front of it. I've like yelled at him, clap my hands, whatever. And I, I don't know what to do. And it's going to send me over the edge. Yeah. And so he and I are just, we're at odds right now. And <laughs> I hope he goes in there and just tears the door apart while I'm not in there. <laughs> we're going to have it out later. <laughs> next week, we're like, um, the subtext of next week's announcement as to why Claire is gone. We're like, and if you want to donate to the ASPCA near you, that would be <laughs> so much appreciated. I will not kill the cat, although that doesn't mean I won't make him think I want to kill him. You know, That's just right. to put a little fear in him. This yeah. past weekend, I was over, I was staying over at my parents' house. And um, my, I, I mean, I live 20 minutes away from my parents. So I, and Rue was here at my apartment. And I was like, oh, I got to go and, you know, make sure, check on Rue, blah, blah, blah. And my dad was like, you can bring Rue with you. Bring the cat next time. He's part of the family. And I just started to get to a place where I was like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am not your grown daughter who you need to treat her cat like it's your grandchild. Because that's, we're not doing that. My life isn't that sad. Not yet. (laughs) So we're going to continue having healthy boundaries with this animal. Yes. And letting him know that he is, uh, he's very much loved and appreciated, but he is not without fault. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, 
what do we want to first oh well first we got to give a big shout out to our title sponsor guys they've been with us since the beginning of well season one but also season two of this podcast relics bridal you all know that i got my wedding this is Haley speaking i got my wedding dress there last year and cannot say enough good things about them and that made me so excited they came on for season two of the block podcast because now that we all have very personal experience with them because claire and jacqueline have been you know with me along for the ride that whole time and so we know them not only talking about them from the outside but actually experiencing what it's like to shop with them for a gorgeous wedding dress if you're engaged or know someone who is Highly recommend Relics Bridal, R-E-L-I-X. They're located at the Summit at Fritz Farm in Lexington, a gorgeous bridal store. They are by appointment only, but only because they want to give you the special care and attention you deserve as a future bride. So please go see them. They were amazing from top to tail, beginning to end, however you want to say it. Cannot say enough positive things about Relics Bridal at the Summit at Fritz Farm. And you guys course- need to follow them on Instagram because they're in... Um- New York right now. So yes, yes, they are. They're picking gowns that will be there in the fall um, and in the winter. So you have to check them out. I, and I saw them earlier and I'm like, oh my God, those are so pretty, but obviously like, I'm not getting married anytime soon, but I just like, I love just to just to browse window it's shop. so nice i mean you know, everything they post so yeah. whimsical all of them but yes oh my yeah. gosh yes. so if you're interested go to relicsbridal.com or follow them on instagram if you want to tip your toe in the bridal world and just get a vibe um, from them to see what they're all about at relicsbridal r-e-l-i-x-b-r-i-d-a-l tell them the a block sent you um we recorded one of our first episodes there live on location uh, mm-hmm. at relics I know. I mean, that feels like a lifetime ago. And whenever Claire comes back to visit, we're going to try to coordinate another time that we can record an actual episode sitting there with our girls, Chasta and Debbie, and then our boy, Dan, and just the whole team over there. We had the best time with them. And so hopefully we can make that happen again, but go see them. Tell them the A-Block sent you Relics Bridal. They are our besties over there and we cannot say enough about them. So thank you. Thank you for sponsoring. Um, Did y'all watch the Grammys? I did. I did. did you? Watch, I watched the okay. whole show. Did you really? Yeah. What oh, was your cool. overall takeaway? What was your overall takeaway this year? You know, it was a really or maybe favorite moments or something a, like that. It was a really nice, honestly, like kind of classy show, which I would not normally associate with the Grammys. Usually Grammys, I feel like it's can be a little wild or whatever, but I thought yeah. it was really nice, especially like juxtaposed to the week before with the Oscars and all the, Ooh, yeah. uh, you know, mumbo jumbo that went on there. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. I, I don't know. I like, it was fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That mm-hmm. like there, there, I can't even say there was like a big standout moment. I thought it was just, I thought everyone who performed and there's been times when I've watched it. I haven't thought this. I just thought everyone was really talented. Like it was a really good crop of artists who performed and a different, all different kinds. And I mm-hmm. thought the performances were strong and I thought, well, music is in a good place. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats Cheers. to all the musicians. Do either of you know why they chose to host the Grammys in Vegas? Because of COVID restrictions in LA, in LA County, they had to move the show. Oh, Mm -hmm. I had not read that. I wondered the same thing. I didn't, okay. I didn't see that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, Because that number of people like couldn't, when, when they originally planned it or something, they couldn't have the the amount of people that they wanted to have in one room in LA County. 
Mm-hmm. It had to do with COVID. Yeah, it was like okay. a, okay. a restriction okay. thing. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I figured well, that's what it was, but I wasn't sure because I feel like normally the Grammys is like very similar to like the Oscars where there's like a ton of watch parties and it's like yeah, it's a ton, a ton, a ton of celebrities you know, they, they're, if they're not at the actual Grammy, you know, the award show, they're at those parties and they're all posting about it and blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like there wasn't as much of those. So I was just, uh-huh. I was curious of like just the show being in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think like, I love the Oscars because like when I, in years past, my friends and I like, um, especially when I lived in Knoxville, shout out to like Alexis Casey, the whole, and Samantha, who's our friend now in Lexington, she and I lived together in Knoxville at the same time. We used to always have Grammys watch parties and Oscars watch parties. Yeah. And we would fill out brackets like beforehand my friend Alexis was an amazing like party planner and she would like print out who was nominated and we would all do like not brackets because it doesn't they don't compete against each other we would all like compete yeah yeah ballot sorry and we would all like compete and there was like a little prize at the end of the night for whoever got the most winners right and things like that it was actually so fun um but so I always loved the Oscars mainly for the because for me the Oscars always felt just like the tip top of fashion the tip top of like the exclusive designers Grammys, I love equally because it's the chance. I feel like I look forward to the red carpet of the Grammys almost the same or almost more than the Oscars because you never know what anybody is going to be wearing because it's all yeah, these creatives yeah. Yeah. But in it's even a, a different sphere. Eccentric. Yeah, exactly. And the, ex- the eccentricity is welcomed. And so like the Grammys, like red carpet, I'm always like, what the heck? Meat dress, be gone. We can yeah. do better. Like what else? Yeah. <laughs> The Grammys, I, so growing up always, I always liked the Oscars more because I was always into acting and I love movies and yeah, oh, yeah. it just seemed like glamorous, blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, the it just Grammys, seemed like old Hollywood. Yeah. And the Grammys, I was like, mm, I mean, I, it's fine, whatever. But I think it's switched for me now. Like also because I feel like the Oscars takes itself so seriously. 100% and, agreed. I, that's what, I, yeah, I am 100% in agreement. And the Grammys, like they have fun. And I mean, it's basically just a night of performances, you know, and I yeah. enjoy that. And it's all different kinds of music. So you're going to mm-hmm. get a little bit of everything. You're going to see like the big pop star of the day, but then you're going to see probably some, an old school person. You're gonna have country rock rap, everything. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I think it was yeah. a really good. I, I'm just thinking back on everyone who performed. There was this Silk Sonic, the Anderson Pack, and uh, Bruno Mars. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, Brandi Carlisle, Nas, Lil Nas X, uh, Carrie Underwood, her. I mean, it was- imagine you get a seat filler position at the Grammys. Yeah. Greatest concert of your life. Yeah. Greatest yeah. concert yeah. of your life. Yeah, yeah, they were all, it was all really good. I enjoyed it. BTS, they were great. <sighs> what they do, butter? Yeah. Yes, but in a new way. And it yes. was like, they're always like, doing something new. Those crazy boys. Those crazy boys. <laughs> Love that. No, so it was, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed <sighs> it. It was just, and it was like nice for it not to be scandalous. I was like, you know, I'm just glad it felt really positive. Something they did too. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but they, at for all the big, like, what was it? Artist of the year nominees or album of the year. I, what's one thing with the Grammys? I can never keep all those awards straight between album of the year, song of the year, record of the year. And I'm like, it all yeah. means the same. Yeah. You're me. like, what does that mean? But yeah. they had, um, to like lift up 
the people who were really affected by the pandemic in terms oh. of the industry were like the behind the scenes people like the tour managers and the wardrobe people oh. they had them come out and introduce the artists they work for and oh. that was, it was such a touching thing like it was a billy eilish's tour manager it was hers tour manager maybe was it all oh, tour managers so and they're like normal people like uh, very nervous but speaking from the heart kind of about these people and why they love working for them and it was a really neat little touch so i just thought oh, it was a well done show heard that that's so nice mm-hmm. no i didn't see that either and i really like that because that's the thing and i feel like there are so many accomplished people that in any especially in any industry, but specifically the entertainment industry where the front facing star gets all the attention, but everybody knows there's tons of people behind the scenes that make it happen. And so it's so nice at any point to be in an award show or anything where they get to come out. And it's like, even if we never see that person's face again, or we don't remember their name, it's like they had their moment where they felt special and got recognized for all the hard work they do that makes that big churning industry of entertainment keep going. Yeah. They do so much to make stuff happened that we could never know about. So that was a neat touch. That's cool. I didn't see that either. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole show. Yeah. So I didn't I'm, really surprised, I'm surprised that. that more people are talking about that. Well, I mm. think really that, and there was that beautiful tribute to Ukraine. And I, that I know the next morning that was really being talked about a lot and it was really powerful. It was John legend and then oh. a singer, a poet and a musician all from Ukraine. Some of who like literally escaped Ukraine like days before some whose like husband was like fighting there still. So Ugh. it was very raw Ugh. and real. And so that was, a, and then the president Zelensky spoke uh, mm-hmm. in a recorded message. So mm-hmm. I, I was just like, a, I feel like if you had to say, Oh my gosh, he was just, <laughs> he, he crawled, <laughs> he was crawling up on my pant leg. <laughs> Welcome he, into the show. He needs to speak about the Grammys. What did you think, Rue? I was home alone, you skank. <laughs> oh my God. Rue. Rue, Rue, watch it. Your mother How provides for you. Could you, Rue, please? But um, anyway. Guys, one of my favorite things about being friends with Claire is the voice she provides for her cat and the horrendous things that she, well, he says them and then she he just says them. them. It is to me. not me. I don't know where it he is, learns this. It these is things. not, it's not okay. If you don't provide a voice for your pet to tell your friends what your pet is saying, you're not a real friend. Um, Rue's a which, hateful, dirty mouth, little cat, <laughs> <laughs> which Claire, I don't know if you're so I'm drinking, I'm having a little bit of Chardonnay tonight as we record and I'm having it Ooh. out of. Um, Claire and I, our mutual friend, Lauren Snowden, who is a yes. fabulous television producer. She has worked in many cities, but she now works in Nashville, Tennessee at WKRN channel two news. Um, she's an amazing producer. And years ago, when was that five, seven years ago, probably something, one of those, two. something like that at Christmas, she gave Claire and I both these, um, stimulus wine glasses that have etched into the side of them, a map of Lexington, Kentucky, and it names like landmarks and yeah, you can Lexington. find like downtown and. Yeah, it says like um, Cherokee Park, Mason oh, Weasley, so uh, University of Kentucky, and it's like etched and it's just, and it has the um, latitude and longitude on the side. And I have had this glass ever since and I like cherish it. Anytime I like pull one out, I'm like, oh, it's this one. I know. I use it a lot too. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it was, it was a good gift to Lauren. It was a good gift. Hello, there. Lauren. Lauren Snowden, we love you, our sweet angel. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, oh my gosh. I, for some, okay. The, 
you guys have read about the Bruce Willis news. It's yeah. So sad. That's I love oh. Bruce Willis. When I was a kid, mm. I got he and Kevin Costner confused, just like I got Billy Crystal and Michael Keaton confused. <laughs> but I love all of those actors. But now, like now that I'm like Bruce Willis. You know, obviously, in case you guys don't know, but I'm sure you've seen it. It's been several days now because we can only record once a week. But he is retiring from acting. He, um, I think Rumor Willis is the first person who put it out, um, one of he and Demi Moore's children, that he is retiring from acting uh, because of illness. And the illness is aphasia. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a really tragic condition or disease. I, I don't know what the if it's if it's yeah, the exact to call it a disease, but yeah. I know it's kind of like, I, I know about it. My mom had a brain hemorrhage uh, and which is a type of stroke. And I know this aphasia can usually happen after that. And I remember when she was in the hospital, she had a, a, a temp, I don't know what it's called. Sometimes she had aphasia for a period of time, but it was a type that they knew would go away. And I know there's mm-hmm. different kinds, but basically like you can forget how to talk. You don't recognize people or common things. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, 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 it's like an eventual lead into dementia, essentially. I I don't know. I I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not a medical professional, but what I know about it is heartbreaking. And Mm -hmm. I really give them him and his, and the family, a lot of props for coming forward and saying it, because I feel like someone is macho of a persona as Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like he's always playing the, the cop, the hero and all those movies. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I'm, absolutely. I think it, it's great. I mean, it, or it's just really humanizing to see that this will happen. Yes. Okay. It's a neurological disease. That's how they refer to it. Um, but I know it's just heartbreaking. And to think, I mean, probably he's just in decline now. I don't know how fast something like that no, that's the saddest part to me because I'm just like, he's just, I mean, he's, you know, for a lot of us out there, you know, we're all in our late, I'm going to say we're all in our late twenties. Right. Um, yeah. one of us is, and so the other two identifies in our late twenties. Um, I would agree. you know, I, yes, but no, it's like Bruce Willis is so close to our parents age. And I think for me, like this news, for some reason, reading it, like made me exceptionally sad. Cause I'm just like, this could be any one of our parents. And it's just, you know, and Claire, you touched on your mom's health, you know, you know, trauma scare, you know, not too long ago. And it's just, you know, you got to think about his kids, his adult children, you know, the daughters. And then he, you know, he got remarried after Demi and he has young children. He has really young kids. In addition to the the adult children. So it's just sad. And I, I wonder too, if this is, you know, some sort of disease that he's been dealing with for several years and maybe it has gotten, you know, work it's now getting noticeably or, worse. Or, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is something that like has recently happened. I don't know. I mean, just, you know, me being curious, I would, you know, I, I'm interested to know more about that, but, and I don't know if we ever really will, but it's just, it's just really sad. Yeah. It is sad. And I, I, I love Bruce Willis. Like my, the first movie that I remember seeing that impacted me that he was in was The Sixth Sense. I'll oh, never get over The Sixth I'll Sense. Never seeing it in, forget that. I'll never forget the twist. The mm-hmm. twist. I saw it in theaters, and I me too. As I mean, I was a kid, and I remember being like, "What? It's like this can't be real." I know. I, I remember the exact theater I was in. Yeah. Uh huh. Same. I, and I was with my mom and one of my brothers, and we were like, "What?" It was and like it was just. I remember we were like, 
wait, did we, do we get it? Like, it was just, it was such, yeah, such you're a look, twist. You're looking, yeah, you're looking at everyone that you're seeing the movie with at each other. Like, did you know? No, this yeah. isn't, no, uh-uh, no. Like, the yeah, sixth sense like for me. Pre-internet oh. spoilers. So it really was like a, like a, a totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was no no. I don't remember a twist in any movie that rocked me as hard as The Sixth Sense. (laughs) I I was like, what? Have you all seen, you know, all these different celebrities are posting, or actors, I should say, are posting, you know, their personal stories about Bruce Willis and working with him. Have you seen the story that Matthew Perry posted? (gasps) No. Okay, so he posts, so him and Bruce Willis, um, we're in that movie whole nine yards, like several years. Oh yeah. 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 So I guess guess when they were filming it, Matthew Perry was like, oh, this is going to be like, this is going to be really good. Like it's going to be top in the box office, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Willis was like, honestly, like, I don't think it's going to be. So, (laughs) so apparently Bruce lost like they made a bet about it and Bruce lost the bet and that's why he uh, Bruce appeared on friends and that's how <gasps> Bruce won the oh. Oscar how he did because he dated Rachel on friends as as the girl's dad <gasps> that's how he appeared on friends because he lost a bet he that's lost so a bet funny. because of that movie <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that crazy? I am dead. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Matthew he, Perry coming in hot. Go number one in the box office and it did. And then he's on Friends and wins an Oscar for it. I thought the craziest thing right, I'd ever I ever mean, learned about Matt. I was like, wait a second. What? He won an Oscar for whole nine yards? No, he, he won an award for being in Friends. Oh, for being like a guest star on Friends. Oh, yeah. Oh my oh. gosh, that's history. And that I thought the mo- the craziest thing about Matthew Perry was that Keith Morrison of Dateline is his stepfather. <laughs> I know that blows my mind <laughs> what? too. Yes. What? Jacqueline Keith Morrison. What? what? He's dead. <laughs> but <laughs> is he okay? Is there more? Was, was he, he okay? okay? Was he okay? We found what? him in the was trunk of the car. Was he okay? Bill Hader, Bill Hader on SNL, y'all. If you've never seen it, if you don't know who Keith Morrison is, just like look on any site anywhere and you'll find the audio. He's the greatest. I would would really hope that our listeners know who that is. Guys, if you don't know who Keith Morrison is, then just have y'all been watching the thing about Pam? Because I did I? I have not yet. I have not yet. That's the one where Renee Zellweger is playing mm -hmm. Pam. um, uh, I want to say, yeah, I've seen all the datelines. I didn't listen to the, to the podcast about it, but I am watching this show and it's just on straight up NBC raw dogging it on, on primetime TV. (laughs) And I freaking, I'm obsessed. But it's with Renee okay. Zellweger, right? Yes, yes. How and is it's, it on right, NBC? Watch it. And because it's an NBC show. I don't know. It, Dayline cracks like, me up. Dayline and is Keith like Morrison like narrates it. Yes, um, but uh, it. And it comes on Tuesday night, so it was on last night, and it's become like the thing I live for on Tuesdays. So this is what a slave I am to this show. Last okay. night, all day long, yesterday, I was like, "Oh, thinking about Amazon tonight," and I, it, it was like. <laughs> I mean, I know it's so bad. No, Rue's like, will you shut the hell up, mom, please? Rue was like, we don't need to stay up late tonight, mom. (laughs) It's about Pam's on. I had literally (laughs) been thinking about it all day long. 
it was going to be my little treat. And so then like, I got home from work, I, I worked out, I, I went to work, worked out, got home, scramble. I, my kitchen was a mess. So I throw my headphones, clean my kitchen and cooked my dinner, got my lunch made for the next day, took a shower so I could let my hair air dry while I watch TV. And I sit down in front of my TV and no. I don't have cable or anything. And so I was trying to stream the live TV and it wasn't working. And no. I, I was like, okay, here, let's try another thing. And so then, you know, I start going through the Rolodex in my mind of the usernames and passwords that I have of my own, of other people, Claire, anyone. Cause I'm Claire. What? It's called the community of passwords. The community of passwords. You coined yeah. that. How That's dare right. you forget it? So I was going through it all. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to make this work. Like, I, yeah. I don't care. I just want to. Nothing, nothing would work. So then I break out my antenna. I scan for channels. It won't work. And <gasps> I was, oh my gosh. So what did I do? I paid a $75 subscription to Hulu to watch this damn show last night. <laughs> I've been regretting it ever since. I will pay it one month and I will cancel it. But I needed, I, I needed to watch the show. And in the meantime, <sighs> scraping the paint off the door, my dinner has gotten cold because I'm wrestling with the cat and all the passwords and trying to get my debit card out to pay for this. Ugh, it was something else. And you know what? I got to say weakest episode yet of thing about Cam. <laughs> weakest episode yet. Well, just think about all the other other episodes you get to watch this month. I know. Now Wait, this gonna, month's going to be, be nuts. So much live TV. Oh my gosh! Imagine if the Olympics were on. Hey, you know, know what? else you get to watch? You'll get to watch that new show that's being uh, that sing show that's being hosted by Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg. Oh, the American Song Contest. Uh, yeah. My I'm already NBC committed to American is... Idol. I can't do more than one music show. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm still cool. definitely 100% in on American Idol if you're one. No, American I... Idol is an American pastime. It's true. It's it's true blue. <laughs> anyway, that um, was my Tuesday night. I'm sorry. A lot's happened in my life. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't mention this when I said what's going on in Texas. You failed to mention last night and your spending spree to watch a subpar episode of a remake of a true crime. I've bankrupted myself on my Hulu. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Well, I was going to say, if you didn't pay it, I'd be happy to. And if anyone that works at a streaming service is listening, you can go die. Okay. Ooh. Cause I'll give Claire my password right now um, to Dish Network. Oh, so you could watch it. Yeah, if you if you had sexted me, I would have or just regular texted either I, I one. I was real. I was really feeling like, you know, because I've got Dish Network and at, I feel at, like I've at, gotten at to a place. Oh, I got to log in too. Yeah. Oh, what the heck, you guys? Well, why did you just type? Put it in bitches the bluegrass. Because that's our group text, as you all know. Because it's a I feel like I've worn out my welcome on my on my logins. No, no, no. Did you hear that Netflix is about to really slam down on the party and they're about to charge people for people not inside their immediate family? And it's going to be like three dollars a month for you to well, use someone else's. Well, that sucks because I, my, my family uses my account. So I know we're all in different states. <laughs> The only one I halfway pay for is, well, no, I pay fully for Dish because we have cable at the house. But then other than that, I pay my dad for half of Amazon Prime. <laughs> other than that, I'm using our friend Travis's Netflix. I'm using, let's see, Lee's HBO Max. Um, 
uh, I used to have Claire's Hulu back in the day, but did you get rid of Hulu? I got rid of it. I have it again. Yes. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, girl. I had Hulu for a while. Claire has it again I, for one month and she has all the channels. Wow. All right. I guess whatever you can want, password. I've got it. Claire just has a live look on Mindy Kaling at her house <gasps> right now based on Claire's biggest subscription. <laughs> you watching Hulu? Kardashian show. Yeah, I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. I know, that's, that's why cool. I said that. <laughs> Send your login to me and Jacqueline because we'll watch it. I will watch it. The promos oh, for that show were like so much changed when the cameras went off. I'm like, when have oh, the cameras ever been off, you dummies? Like, never. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what Claire would say if the three of us were just at a um, wine-filled dinner at the end of that sentence, but on this podcast, she was, you dummies. <laughs> like, I love it so much. I'm I trying to it. be good because someone called me out. I don't know how I saw some, uh, one of my relatives sent me a screenshot of the reviews of our podcast. And someone said that I dropped the F-bomb every episode. And I would just like to say, I do not. No, you don't. And first of all, okay, first, first of all, all that's me. First of all, if you care, that means you're um you should grow up. Yeah. Because we're all adults. Exactly. Like, I was listening to this. You should never listen to Well, I'm not to a kids. parent. We never said, oh, you you can listen to this podcast with your kids in the car. What are you talking about? What? Guys, listen. My listen. mother listened I to Itsy Bitsy Spider sung by little Richard when I was yeah. in the car with her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, and exactly. Honestly, and if you have to, if that's how you listen to it, like, I appreciate it. We love you. Thank you. But like, um, be nice. Just be nice. I'm not nice. Look, that. sorry. Look, I'm look, just not. That's just how I talk all the time. That's how we all speak. And guys, we are three women that are ex local news people. And if you think a local newsroom isn't filled with the F word and worse on a good day, guys, we could all three have never cursed in our lives. And yes, I can hear my grandmother actively in my ear right now being like, don't you curse. A lady doesn't speak that way. And I'm like, you didn't work in local news. Um, it's filthy in there. And we're all a byproduct of that. And also it's just, it, sometimes it just feels good and it's nice to have an emphasis and you just say a bad word and it feels so much stronger and so much better than not saying it. And we so if girls, you don't, if we're girl talking, we're women, we're adult women. And if you have an issue with it, that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. But the fact is Claire doesn't say the F word every episode. But I got, also, I got to say though, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love because you I all. Because I won't stop we, doing it. Yeah. And I'm just going to put that out there now. <laughs> yeah. You know, we love you all for listening. Yeah. Maybe don't, you know, I think we're so excited just to have an avenue in which we can really be ourselves, which is the reason we love this podcast initially, but especially now. And so we're just, we just want you to feel the authenticity that we feel when we get to hang out with each other outside of all of our jobs and just be real and authentic and genuine. And for us, that means being adult women who say curse words sometimes. And if you don't like it, that's okay. We understand. Um, but yeah, maybe don't listen with your children in the car. Maybe don't listen if you are leading a Sunday school group. Um, but, you know. Teach your lessons based off you every imagine? episode of the podcast. Yes. But no, we love you all. And we understand it may not be for everyone. And maybe we should have done a disclaimer. But I don't think we knew how excited we'd be to just be able to be ourselves and real and awesome and imperfect. And um, 
if Claire wanted to say the F word every episode, which she hasn't, um, but if she did, we support her 100% and we love her as she is. And we love each other as we are. And we love you as you are, wherever you're listening right now. And um, we don't judge you no matter what. And we appreciate you not judging us. So that's Thank it. You. Love you all so much. I'm going to go um, tinkle. So you don't say anything bad while I'm gone. Claire, you cursing I'm just woman. Gonna start, I'm going to name all the bad words that I know, starting with the letter A. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I just want to give a quick seltzer update really quick. I am drinking a seltzer that I hate. I'm trying to get it through. I'm trying to get through it. It's in my fridge. I said I wouldn't buy any more until I finish it. And it's the Waterloo brand peach flavor. The flavor is fine. I'm just not a fan of the brand. I don't think they make a good seltzer and it's everywhere right now. Everywhere I go, everyone's got Waterloo and it's on sale. Sorry, there's a reason on sale. Rue is tearing up the carpet. He he acts out. My mom says when I get on the phone, like to talk to her or anyone, he acts out like a little child. So I lied. I am a parent. Um, he acts out. He needs attention. If I am paying attention to anyone else but him, he, he just he loses his mind. So that's that. Okay, so back the Kardashians. You mentioned yes. Yes. The show starting up. Is it starting up now soon? Sorry, I'm trying um, to get the rundown out. That yes, was a little fumbly. It's starting up. Okay, wait. It's I think it's starting up next week. Oh, okay. Let me look at the exact date. Um, so is it like the exact same format as honestly the Kardashians? They literally haven't said, oh yeah, Thursday, April 14th. So next Thursday. Okay. But, so they have, they, what's really weird. It, I guess maybe it isn't really weird, but they haven't said. So I mean, I, it's just a reality show. So I, yeah, sure so I think it's a reality them. show, but I do know, I think the point for them, at least from what I understood it of them changing from being on E to being on a streaming platform was that the show turned around from when they taped to when the show aired was going to be like, less was good. There was going to be less time. So it wasn't like a, like eight months or a year later we're seeing, yeah. you know what I mean? But I, yeah. but I think that stuff got delayed when the stuff with Tristan and Chloe happened. And then when Kim and Kanye were getting divorced from what I've seen, like reported by like TMZ and whatever, that they basically started filming again. And they're basically like redoing the seat, like for the most part between the season. Um, um, and then it, that's why it's like airing later, but it should be, it should be interesting. I'm more so just interested to see, um, like if they share more, if they don't like, how is it shot? Like from a production standpoint, um, yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see like how much is different from their show on E because sometimes on E their show would kind of felt gimmicky kind of like you could stage sometimes yeah like you could tell like okay they're like you know chloe and scott are playing a joke on chris for the like as a plot line for like this week's episode not because that's what they were that's what they would be doing in real life it kind of got gimmicky at at times no i agree um so i'm i'm hoping that now it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I guess, interesting. I'm sure, like I said, I, I, I won't be watching it just because I know I won't, but I'm sure I'll hear about it and yeah. know about it. And cause it seems like it's near impossible not to know what goes on with those people. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm interested. So I will tell you about it. So you don't have to watch. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. I'm happy uh, to service you. Oh, um, <laughs> well, also, <laughs> stop. Speaking that is of not God. appropriate. Okay. Well, you're the one interpreted that way. <laughs> no, Claire and I both go, wow. <laughs> well, okay. So speaking of the Kardashians, um, I don't know if you guys saw what, but Courtney and Travis got quote unquote married in Vegas via yes. an Elvis, Elvis. you guys. I know. I love it. Impersonator. I love this. Like it's giving me Britney vibes from what back in 2000 and whenever when she married her friend from high school and then that never worked out and any celebrity that's ever gotten married in Vegas. I love it. So also, so this happened over the weekend because Travis performed or was at the Grammys. They walked the red carpet together, blah, blah, blah. And they, so they did this the night of the Grammys and then it came out like Monday, whatever. And then, um, so when it initially came out on Monday, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, didn't she do that before? And then I Googled it and she did. (gasps) Her and Scott did it like years ago. They did not. They They did. 100%. Huh. I do not, I have no memory of that whatsoever. In the early Kardashian show. Is that when she thought she was pregnant? That was, yeah, that was like one of the times. Yeah. It was like, it turns out she was three times. (laughs) Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. Cause they have Mason. Wait. Oh, okay. Go to the car. (laughs) Go to the car. Oh God. I'm going to see myself out. I was thinking of Kim. Kim. Don't yell at me. I was thinking of Kim. No. It was so Um, embarrassing. Jacqueline. I know it's literally. Honestly, Claire and I are going to have a separate call about it later. We're going to have a separate call about it. And it's just going to be me being like, she doesn't even know. Um, no, no, no. So yeah. So, whoa, back to what you're saying. I truly, I don't know if I'd blocked that out or what I completely have no memory of her and Scott doing that. So in the early seasons of the Kardashians, when Courtney had first started dating Scott. A lot of the storylines around their relationship was like, they would go, they like would get club appearances. Well, Kim specifically would get club appearances in Vegas. And then the whole family would go for like the weekend. And then like Scott would get too drunk and do something dumb. And then it would turn into like a whole oh, yeah. family. So then I was like, there was a time when they were going to Vegas very frequently on the show. I'm like, I feel like they did something like that. Cause she thought like, I don't know. I don't know if she, cause it was cause she thought she was pregnant. Like it was something like that, but yeah, there's a picture. Uh, well, I'll have to post it on Instagram, but there's a picture of them. Like she's wearing like one of those wedding dresses and they're standing in a Vegas chapel. And I was like, <gasps> I cannot believe that. Okay. Let me tell you something that I'm scandalized by in the Kardashians right now. Okay, okay. First of all, I mean, you do you with your revenge body and that show that Chloe had, Chloe is like that times 10 right now. She looks like she's got even fitter and she has short blonde hair right now. What is the deal with Scott commenting slightly sexual things on everything that Chloe posts? Really? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. So I anything will- Chloe posts. So guys, if you're not a Kardashian fan or a Kardashian hater, which we know if you're a hater, you keep up as strong as we do. If you, so obviously Courtney and Scott were together for like a million years. They have three children together. They broke it up. Courtney is now about to is married or is about to fully marry Travis Barker. Chloe is Courtney's sister. Anything she posts now. And in the past, Courtney and Scott hated each other. Now, anything Chloe posts, or I should say, excuse me, I may have misspoke. No, Chloe so and any, Scott hated yeah. each other. Yeah, now, so anything Chloe, Chloe posts, Chloe Scott, Scott posts something oh. sexual on there. Yeah, so Chloe and Scott hated each other at the beginning of Courtney and Scott's relationship because Scott mm-hmm. was like genuinely toxic and would like drink too much. Like he had problems. Episode. Yes. He like punched a mirror and like it was kind of an ordeal. And then eventually, as like eventually Scott, I don't really know what happened. He just like matured and whatever. And now right. Scott has a good relationship, at least from what we've seen on the show with like not only Courtney, but the rest of her family still, because he doesn't have any family because he was an only child and both of his parents passed away really close together, um, Uh like years ago when he was first starting dating Courtney. So like, he basically is still a part of Courtney's family, even though the two of them aren't like in a relationship with each other anymore. And I mean, obviously they're raising their three kids together. So yeah, well, well like I'm part of that family, but him and Chloe over the years after they initially did not get along developed kind of like a, like a weird friendship where yeah. they always were like playing pranks on Chris and like, I don't know. They were like always up to something like, I think yeah, they ended up becoming like BFS. together and like, mm-hmm. huh. They always well, kind of like, had like a playful, like banter sort of relationship. So I think when he posts that, like those comments, I think it's more, I think it's like, uh, almost like tongue in cheek, like making a joke. Like, yeah, obvious. Well, you're fucking hot, you know? Yeah. Not yeah like, oh, yeah. I'm hitting on you. Like, Hey you Claire, can you not say the F word so much? Thank you I'm so, so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Well, one example I do want to point out, and I guess you're right. I mean, it makes sense. Maybe he's saying funny, like things that he knows what upset a picture Chloe posted a few weeks ago when she had the short blonde wig on. And it's like, she said like Scarface energy, Scott commented on it and said, I mean, obviously Chloe looks absolutely gorgeous. Scott commented on it and said, say hello to my little friend. And I'm like, okay, what are you referring to Scott? (laughs) And I'm like, Scott. Well, I mean, that is a line from Scarface. It is, but I'm just like. Get your mind out of the gutter, Haley. This is a family podcast. You're right. I'm so sorry. That discusses Scarface. That discusses Scarface. You know, children's podcasts love to discuss Scarface. (laughs) I just sent you guys the two ratings that I found. Um, oh no. (gasps) Oh no. This woman did say, I don't see where this is an explicit rating on this podcast. And just about every week, Claire drops the F. (laughs) He said, driving in a car, listening with children doesn't go over that well. It would be my, it would be nice to know that with a rating like Conan puts on his, I agree with the other reviewers. This is like listening to three Valley girls talk about pop culture. I wanted to like it so much, but just, they just get on my nerves after a while. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! 
with fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what? We lived through the topics era of the internet. You can't hurt us. <laughs> oh, sis, you think you can hurt me? At my first station, um, I was involved in a topics thread comparing me and all the other um, girls that were on air and um, our breasts. So uh, Haley and I yeah. have <laughs> some really colorful descriptions of us uh-huh. on topics I, that oh. I will not. I will not repeat. No. But oh. honestly made me laugh so hard yeah. that someone came up with this description of me that I was like, honestly, I don't even know mm-hmm. what to say. Like I'm One not my, impressed. Oh yeah. I am definitely amused. <laughs> I appreciate, you know what? Maybe we should dedicate a whole episode one time to just reading our topics, comments about ourselves. <laughs> Cause I feel like we've moved past it and we're confident now. My favorite thing was someone said about me, which was clear. I don't know if this is the one you're referring to, but someone said, tell that hillbilly to go back to Tennessee. <laughs> no, that, that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> The one I was that, like, thank you so much, Scott, from wherever you are. The one I'm talking about myself, that it was a slur that I will not repeat that. Oh, I, oh. I was like, what in the world? I was just like, no, I, people are, I mean, and even these people that are leaving reviews, like on our podcast, like I don't have time to leave a negative review on anything or anyone. I may yes. hate a podcast. I may hate a TV show. I may Let's hate never a, go back. a personality. I may hate a host of something, but I have never once left a negative review on anything. Like if I ever leave a negative review, let's say I go to a restaurant and have a bad experience. I have an Uber driver that's bad. I leave a comment to that person privately or to that company privately. That to me is different. But to post on any open forum negatively about another human, I'm like, just use your energy in a different way. I know. I don't understand. Um, I don't okay, understand wait. to take the time to be publicly negative about another person unless they hurt. No, no, even if they hurt you personally in some other way, it's like, nope. Okay. So I, I, I feel don't get like it. I should clarify um, in this comment when she says, I agree. She says, well, okay. Um, I'm not assuming that this woman is a woman because her stealer, her, um, Username um, says that she is a girl. So just okay. clarify that. Also, she says, and I quote, I agree with the other reviewers. And I went back and read the other reviews. And there is only one other review that says, I wanted to like the A Block podcast, but have been very disappointed. To ask me to review the podcast, I would have to describe it as 30, 30, <laughs> As three 30 plus year old women acting like high school Valley girls. Sorry, Jacqueline. Now you, yeah, you're 30, bitch. <laughs> okay. Acting about talking about nothing. Maybe others enjoy, but not me. I will check back in a month or so to see if things have improved. I'm all about the ladies having a good time and laughs, but there just isn't any substance to the show. Sorry. 
Yeah, all right. Honestly, I would say that's a pretty, <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty good and accurate description of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, um, we never said there would be substance. So. Well, here's my thing. Look, we have a hundred. I'm looking at it right now. We have 141 ratings. We're a 4.8 out of five. And it looks to only, me only two bad reviews we have. Yeah, we have two bad reviews. Everything else says fun to listen to. Love listening to it. Great show. Very entertaining. There's disgusting? that one negative one. Love the show. So glad it's back. Welcome back. Get this party started. Who wants to start a petition to bring this show back? That's when we were off the air. Oh, all these people saying, oh, someone two years ago said Drew Franklin sent me here. I'm so sad. This podcast is over. These girls I need in my life. Drew mentioned you ladies on KSR this morning and here I am. Oh, but guys, we're 4.8 out of five. We have 141 ratings, which means for us to be 4.8 out of five, 99% of you love us and we appreciate it. If you don't like us, Hey, that's fine. No one in the world said you ever had to like every media option that is out there for you. There's plenty of media out there that we sample. Exactly. There's plenty of media options out there that we sample and we don't like, but to take the time to leave a negative review and personally try to hurt people that are just putting their heart and souls out there and having fun. And for us, this is nothing but a personal project that fills us with joy to be able to hang out. We would be having these same conversations even if we weren't on this podcast, because we just love to hang out with each other and share our opinions Honey, if we're not your cup of tea, that is no problem. No skin off our back. Do not worry about it. You don't have to love us. If you don't, don't even worry about it. Not a problem. Just don't leave a negative review or, you know, just stop listening. That's review enough. Just stop listening. No problem whatsoever. It doesn't hurt us. Doesn't hurt you. Um, But if you choose to stay, give us constructive criticism. Tell us what you'd love to hear. Because since we are an outlet in which people listen, we'd love to get that positive feedback that tells us, hey, I'd love to hear you guys talk about X subject or whatever. Um, but other than that, honey, we don't leave negative reviews on anything. And trust us, we've been in the media business. We've seen it, heard it, experienced it all. We could leave a lot of bad reviews, but we don't because we know what it's like to get a bad review and it hurts and it's not worth it. Okay. So anyways, what are you eating? Um, Claire? Will Smith gum. <laughs> oh, you're eating gum. Uh-huh. For some reason in my heart, I thought it was going to be cheese. I wish it was cheese. I wish it was cheese. I haven't had cheese in weeks. Okay. How is it going? Because is this week, I don't know. Is this week six of your no sugar thing? It is. It is. <gasps> Not that I've been keeping track, but I've been keeping track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been I, you. We've been clear. I mean, Jacqueline and I have been hot on your trail and leaving negative reviews on your no sugar diet saying she won't do it, but you have. So I did it. I haven't wanted to, but yes, actually today is technically the last day of the six weeks. That's and awesome. then tomorrow I'm easing starting tomorrow. I'm easing back into foods and things a little by little. So like over the next three weeks, I'll fully ease back into, um, having some sweets here and there living the wildlife. So yeah, I I can't believe I've done it. I really can't believe it. It's been a nice personal challenge. But no, anything like that, like a personal goal like that, where no one else is holding you accountable, I think are the most satisfying where you're the only person holding you accountable. I think yes. those are the most satisfying. That's awesome. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I really For don't real. think I would be able to do it. Or I thought I really, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, oh, I'll probably cheat here and there. I haven't, I haven't cheated one time. I haven't even like tried to cheat. I, I would. Oh my God, I, Claire, that's awesome. I know. Yeah, I can't that's believe it. so awesome. For real. Star student. What is star student use foul language? Is there there anything that you're, um, thinking that you're going to like eat tomorrow that you've been like thinking about? 
Yeah. I'm going to put cream in my coffee tomorrow and I can't freaking wait. Wait, are you saying you've been drinking black coffee this whole time? Yep, sure have. Oh, I already was proud of you, but Claire, I don't want to be dramatic, but I'd rather it's die than have no creamer in my coffee. Yeah, it's been really rough. I've just are you? Been- Oh my gosh. Like back in the day when I did the morning news show, like we've all done before the days where I would forget that I ran out of coffee creamer the day before. And the next morning I get up and pour a cup of coffee and I'd realize I had no coffee creamer, no milk, Mm -hmm. no nothing. Oh yeah. And I would be like, what's the point of being alive? Uh, yeah, I felt that way many a morning actually, but then I started to drink it and I'm like, it's fine. What it's fine. It's just getting over the hump of the, Oh, see, that's awesome. Okay. So what kind of cream are you just going to put like milk in there or actual, just like half and half, half or and half love half and half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some good half and half just mm-hmm. get it up in there. So that's honestly what I'm most excited about. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, oh, excellent. And then if you're, if you're going to have a, um, like dessert sometime soon, even just a bite of something. What treat are you going to have? Ice cream. Ooh, that's a good chocolate chip cookie dough, mint chocolate chip, strawberry. Stop me when I get to the one that makes you the most horny. Um, I don't know. Honestly, something that's got to have like chunks of something in it. Ooh, um, moose tracks. Ooh, I like a moose tracks. I like a moose track. What about... My favorite thing that I used to get when I was younger at Coldstone Creamery was birthday cake ice cream mm. with strawberries chunked up in it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. So it's like a strawberry birthday cake. Yeah. I don't I mean I could I could literally I'm telling you I've been watching food content and it's just it's honestly like I watch it and I'm just like, "Oh my god, that looks so good." So anything we talk about, I'm like, "Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. That one and the other oh, yeah. and the other." What are your thoughts on I recently had it for the first time and I did not enjoy it. Was rolled ice cream. I've never had it. I had it recently and I was like not impressed. I did not like it because it was just little thin sheets of ice cream rolled up. Yeah. And I I had I, the place I had it, it was like mint ice cream with Oreos crushed up in it and then whipped cream folded into it. But it was like the Oreo. Amazing. It does in normal ice cream, but rolled out, like pushed out into like a fine crepe, like consistency and then rolled back up. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. And I was actually very disappointed. Is it just a novelty type thing? Like, so basically what they do is they make it fresh in front of you. It's like they pour where I was, you know, like a cold stone creamery. It's like that cold slab. Yeah. Well, this, it's like a cold slab, but it looks like they're just pouring half and half on top of it. It says liquid oh. and they pour the liquid out. So it's like the makings of mint ice cream, but oh. then they pour crushed up Oreo into it and then like squirt whipped cream on it. And then they hand roll it up. Mm. So it's like, it's freezing and turning into ice cream as they're rolling it up. And it just it. didn't, it was not the same for me. I really oh. want, yeah, Jacqueline, have you ever had rolled up ice cream or rolled ice cream? Um, I haven't, but. I would say I had it recently. I was telling Claire and I just was like, I was really disappointed. Yeah, I haven't had that, but I have a feeling I would not enjoy it because I love super thick and like rich um ice cream. Like Same. I love 
Cold Stone, Graders, Culver's, like those little like shake things that they do. Like we're in my hometown, we had Maggie Moo's. Maggie Moo's ice cream. I've been there before. Yeah. Maggie Moo's. When I lived in Los Angeles, this just this past weekend, I was talking about this ice cream and I want to try and make some, but my my mom was kind of looking at me like, okay. Um, (laughs) She's like, honey, you've just had no sugar for six weeks. You don't need to make your own ice cream. Yeah. I don't know why I just made your mother a northerner, but I didn't know. I was like, "Hmm, I didn't know. Your mother's like, honey, forget about it. Forget Forget about it. My mother is from Texas. I don't know why I acted like she's from Long Island. Yeah, she's got a twangy accent. <laughs> yeah, but, she's um, like, Sweet Rose Creamery in Los Angeles. It's they have they they're it's the best ice cream I've ever had. But they had a mint ice cream that tasted like just fresh mint from the garden. Ooh. Not like it's, it's so good, you guys. And I was thinking about. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. So good, so good. That that place, like they had like balsamic and strawberry, sweet corn. I don't know. Their their flavors were so good. And okay, one time when I got ice cream there, I ate my ice cream right next to Ewan McGregor. Shut up! Most beautiful blue eyes I've ever seen in person. I love Ewan McGregor. So do I. I know. Wait, he has a new reality show. Reality show? He does like a, wait, let me make sure it's the same. I know you and McGregor, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Wait, he's the one that did. Um, oh yeah, no, he is. He did uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does this new, um, it's like a, tr- I don't know if reality show is the right term for it. I'm looking it up as we speak. Oh, long way up. Long way round, long way down. It's like him going on these road trips and I've seen ads for it on, I can't think of what streaming service it is. Is it Apple TV? Because it's the one I don't have. Okay, it's probably a long way up production. Life is an adventure, take the long way. Yes, he's like on a motorcycle and he travels around different countries and just experiences like food, culture. It's like him and his little crew, like he and his buddies and stuff. And they go on these trips. I've, I've not watched any of it, full disclosure, but I've seen the ads and the ads alone are so amazing. Well, his eyes are as blue as the ocean. OMG. And as are yours, Claire. Well, Claire has beautiful blue eyes if you didn't know. And that's why we kissed. Mm-hmm. 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 Jacqueline, while you were in the ladies room, Claire shared that she had her ice cream sitting next to you and McGregor. And she said he has the most beautiful blue eyes she's ever seen. It's true. Ah. It's very, very true. Very that true. is amazing. Oh, you yeah. Um, what, um, well, I wanted to talk about my home girl, my literal home girl, Selena Gomez. Ooh, literal home girl. From my hometown, Grand Prairie, Texas. Mm-hmm. And she came out this week and said that she has been offline, off social media for four and a half years. And she's never been better. I love this. I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, 100%. And I just really love that. She also revealed that she was diagnosed with bipolar, which I thought, uh, I know like she is, she's struggled. She's had struggles of some kind. I'm not sure we ever were really, I mean, we know she had her, she had a kidney transplant, right? Yeah. Cause I think that was for lupus. Lupus. Yeah. She she is autoimmune disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then. But yeah, she, it did seem like she was having a, like a, just a, a rough time there for a while, probably around the time that she mm-hmm. got off social media, it seems like. And, mm-hmm. um, she's, she said she's 
more engaged and than she's ever been. And she's really feeling okay and feels understood now that she has a diagnosis in terms of her mental health. And then she just says she feels happier, more present and connects more with people and feels more normal than ever. And I really, really identify with that. I mean, obviously her level of fame is unfathomable to people like us, Um, but I don't know. I just lately more and more, I just have no, I, I really notice the negative impact social media has on me. I think maybe with changes of the moving and all that, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be sitting around looking at this. Like it's adding nothing to my life. It's just a suck. It's just making the things I'm feeling are fake. Like I'm not feeling real things here. And, um, I just appreciate it when someone super famous comes out and says, I I'm not loving social media. However, I think she's launching like her own platform. <laughs> oh, hmm. it's like a mental health platform. So it's not like a social media. Pl- oh yeah. Cause she's been very open Wonder about mind. this. Some- yeah. Wonder mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, see, yes. Uh, we had this on the TV show this week and we were talking about it, how she said she's been off and saying things just saying it's enriched her life in so many ways, which yeah, I'm like, Oh, amazing. But yeah, I was like, I think Wondermind, I don't know if it's her own platform. I want to say it's a mental health website. It is. Yeah. And I is think it? There's, gonna okay. be, there's gonna be like a newsletter, I believe. Okay. I don't know if it's an actual site it. you can go to, but yeah, it's for it's for like positive headspace, mental health. I love it. So I love it. I don't know. I, I recently watched finally the only murders in the building. Did either of y'all watch that? Okay. We were talking about that on the show this week. Lee brought it up and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I never watched it. Claire, Loved what do you it. think? I you really watched it too? It. Jacqueline, you've watched it too? Loved I haven't it. watched it. Yeah. Loved, it was like loved, really loved enjoyable. It. I, Is it a series or a movie? It's a, a series. series. Okay. And the second season will come out relatively soon. It sounds yeah, they're like. Still, I think they're shooting it right now. Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, 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 it's a really enjoyable little series and yeah. like kind of more suspenseful than I sus- expected it to be. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's cute. I but, and what's it on? What platform is it on? Hulu. Uh, Hulu. <gasps> ah, Claire, do you have a seventy-five dollar a month Hulu that I could have? <laughs> I'm uh, the majority stockholder in Hulu. <laughs> Stakeholder. <you know? laughs> I love that. I love that Claire was so dedicated to a network show that she paid seventy-five dollars to watch NBC. I'm NBC. not like I wasn't trying to watch a cable channel. I was trying to watch straight up. So wait, TV. just in. Could you not watch it on your laptop? Does NBC not do live streaming? It wouldn't let me stream. It wouldn't. Son I tried it every of a gun. I, I did it. I mean, I was confident I would find it, but then it was like getting down into the red zone where I was like, this, this show's coming on in five minutes. Yeah, it's coming on. Zone. Zone. You're like, I got to figure it out. I remember being so mad. Did you guys ever watch the show back in the day on CBS called The Mentalist? Yes. My dad I was- watches it. He it's does. Like runs that. Oh, I was obsessed. My family and I, mom, if you're out, no, as I said last week, my mom does not listen to this podcast and doesn't understand podcasting. So mom in the future, if you're ever listening to this in years past, I love you. We used to watch the mentalist together. <laughs> um, but we would get so mad because if we didn't watch it, they wouldn't put it on cbs.com for days. Yeah. Like a lot of times it'll be like the next week. It, yeah. And it was just like, so frustrating. It's like, why? Um, but then I guess I didn't realize NBC was gatekeeping as well. They are gatekeeping in a, in a major way. And they got, 
They got me. They got $75 they got and me. a baby Claire. I know. Well, I, I guess like, Rue's not getting braces. Nope. Not this year. Not I this literally year. set an alarm on my phone, a reminder on my phone to cancel my, my Hulu within the next month. So I don't mm-hmm. get charged for the second month. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say your mom, your dad watches the mentalist? Yeah, Still? he watches. Okay. He just watches say, say to your dad. dad later, next time you see him, just say, Haley says, what you think about red John? Red John. Okay. Red John. He'll know. Oh, he'll know. Hey, Red you know John. What, you know what's one of those um older um sitcom show? I mean, not it's not as old as the mentalist, but it's been on a long time. Um, that I still frequently watch because the seasons are on Netflix. Hmm. Um, the blacklist. Oh, so oh yeah, the good. blacklist is my great. dad loved the blacklist. I was in the I was Love. I was deep into the blacklist, deep into monk. Oh my God, Tony Shalhoub, are you kidding? I loved Monk. Tony Shalhoub, out the door, I love him. I remember having to go to the mall to work one Saturday after summer, Saturday afternoon. At my, I was at my parents' house. It was like a summer in college. And there was a Monk marathon on USA. Oh, hell yeah. I, I started crying. I was like, I don't want to go to work. I want to watch Monk. <laughs> and they were reruns already. Yes. Yeah, because the show had been off the air. Had been off the air. Oh, no. Tony Shalhoub is a whole mood. Like, he's a Monk, treasure. He's a treasure. He's amazing. Like, I believe that he may have those disorders. Where I he's, know. Like, where, I mean, he could be very yeah. OCD. It's very believable. I loved him on the show Wings back in the, oh, back in the day. Back Wings. Wings. That was one of those shows. Sandpiper air, honey. I'm positive. It was one of those shows. I never understood what was going on because I was a child, but I loved watching. Oh my God. I was obsessed. Helen and Joe. Will they ever be together? We don't know. Feathered hair. Jacqueline is looking off. Jacqueline is looking off into her room because she has no idea what Claire and I, her elder sisters are speaking Um, of. Well, okay. First Jacqueline's in her thirties with us. She's in her thirties. She's in her thirties. Obviously I've seen these shows before. Right. Does empty nesters mean anything to you? That mm-hmm. might be, yeah, mm. the show. No, actually. Okay. I wonder if anyone out there remembers Empty Nesters. I mean, that was a show really, I was like way too little, but I was mm-hmm. watching it and I just loved it. I probably told people it was my favorite show. How about this? And I know you guys have heard of the show, but did you actually watch it when it was on Murder, She Wrote? I've never, I don't even know if I've ever seen an episode. No, same. I used to watch it every day when I got up from my nap time when I was a child. <laughs> My mom, every time I woke up from my nap, I'd know it was time to get up because I could hear my mom in the living room watching Murder, She Wrote with Jessica Lansbury. What's her name? The oh, wait, no, character? Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Her character is Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, Jessica Fletcher. Hey, that's right. I've got to say, I think that you watching this post-nap time has contributed to my anxiety and my true crime obsession. No, I was going to say the true crime obsession as of late. When it comes no, I think, to Netflix shows, podcasts, yeah. I mean, I was the same way. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I was a young child watching like every NCIS season with my mom, oh, criminal yes. minds, law. When you're with order. your parent, it doesn't seem so scary when you're with your parent. It doesn't seem so like, oh, this is weird. There's someone dying every episode. Yeah. When you're a kid, it's like, my mom's here. So I'm cool. <laughs> I was obsessed with the practice. Do you remember the practice? Oh, yeah. after Grey's Anatomy and the spinoff yeah. with, um, wait, what was her name? Um, no, Dr. McDreamy. That's, no, that's private, oh, that's private practice. practice. I'm talking I'm about sorry. the practice. Sorry. I was thinking that too. Hannah. No, the All practice right. was with Dylan McDermott. Oh, oh. 
it was a, a law firm and it was good. Okay, you guys. <laughs> This is not going to be well for us, the people that left two negative comments when you say the practice. Okay, okay. you guys. And we're both you guys, like, you know what? Yes. We're being a little too high school ha- um, valley girl right now. So I think we should, we should, we should talk. wrap it up. Should we wrap it up? Guys, let's talk like Claire's mom, the northerner we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> that, that oh, Yankee. you know what? At my little birthday get together earlier this week, one of our friends is, he is from Australia and he just moved here recently. We got into a very funny conversation about slang. We all say in America that he's trying to learn and back home. And you know how here he said, what is the deal? He was like with Americans saying, like if someone says, um, would you want to get drinks on Saturday? And we say, oh no. Yeah. Like I would love to. Why do we say no? no, yeah. Yeah. Or, or wait, which one is it? Because he said in Australia, they say the exact opposite. So which one is it when we mean yes? What do we say? We say no, yeah. Or do we say yeah, no? No, yeah. We, yeah, we say no, yeah, that'd be awesome. He said in Australia, it's the exact opposite. They say, yeah, no, like, um, they're not doing that. Well, that's like when I moved, honestly, when I moved to Kentucky, I had, there was one thing and it's still like, it gets me scrambled on the brain is, in Kentucky, people say, if someone says, I don't care to do that, that means you don't mind, like you'll do it. But I, oh, yeah, like, saying, I don't care to do that. But I like, I grew up saying, I don't care to do that means I'm not doing that. Yep. And so when I, we would have to do like MOSs, like M- man on the street interviews for news. Oh my God. And someone would be like, oh yeah, I don't care to do that. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, thanks anyway. And then they'd be like, well, no, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, Not interesting. Really with- mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think what I grew up with, which one, cause I'm from Tennessee, which is like a little far from, not, I mean, so, but hey, I'm like, speak on what you said. Um, so back home in Chicago, Yes. Now where I'm from, um, the, oh no, yeah. Or, oh no, whatever. Like that is super common Uh And here. I don't feel like it is. Oh, really? See, I say it all the time. Because if if someone says it, I'm like, oh, they're like, I immediately am like, oh, they're definitely not from Kentucky. Oh, like I feel like they're, they're either from like somewhere in the Midwest or they're from like the North. Like, I never think that they're from here because I like whoever who that I've heard that has said that is never from around here. Oh, that's interesting. And when I do hear someone say that, I like has me shook. I'm like, uh-huh. but like, I, I mean, I, I never am like, oh, wow, that was shocking. I'm more just like, I haven't heard that in so long. Yeah. <laughs> Internally. Oh, so funny. The number like, one. Oh, no, yeah. Thing. The number one cultural thing like this that I think of though is Fanny. <gasps> I'm gonna pass away. I'm gonna I know. pass away. Can you I'm believe I just said away. that? I can't believe you just said that. If we have any UK listeners, and by that I don't mean University of Kentucky, I mean um, United, United Kingdom. Kingdom. Jacqueline, when Claire and I went to Europe yeah. uh, in 2018, which girls, are we about to take the A block abroad? How fun would it be if we went on a European trip? We should do it. Podcasting. We, Claire and I, and my mom went with us. Claire's mom was supposed to go and then wasn't able to go. And so it was just, Claire was a trooper and went with me and my mom. And the three of us had a freaking ball. And we met this mom and daughter duo at a bar in London one night. What was the name of that bar? I wish we could remember because we had so much fun. It'd be so fun to go back. 
King, but they, no, no, was it King's the King's Cross? Cross? <gasps> I think it was. I like I we both it. just said it. Mm-hmm. This, we started, we met this mom and daughter who were about my mom's age and mine and Claire's age. And we were swapping slang and ugly slang at that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what's the most offensive word? And we told them the most I offensive word. We told them the most offensive word in the English language, which is obviously see you next Tuesday. Yes. Um, and yeah. they told us theirs and they said it. And we were like, what? What? Like my friend's dog growing up was literally named Fanny. Yes. And, <laughs> and they, they said, were, and they were like, stop. Shh. And I was like, Fanny? We just said, we were like, Fanny. And they were like, can you lower your voice? And we were like, why? And they were like, Fanny is so, apparently in the UK, England. And I don't know if it's all of Europe or just that section. They were like, Fanny is an extremely, it means basically the same thing as see you next Tuesday means to us. Like it's yeah. the most offensive thing. My, my brain cannot make that adjustment. Because to us, we, said, we were like, no, fan, yeah, we were like, no, Fanny to us means like you're behind, like as a joke, yeah. like my little Fanny, like well, LOL. Also, also or an old woman's fan- name or a dog's name. Like that's Fanny. And yeah. also just saying the word, see you next Tuesday itself is so much more harsh it's powerful. And Fanny sounds a little like itself just sounds a little silly. It does. It sounds like, so when they said it and literally Claire and I were like, Fanny. And they were like, can you lower your voices, please? And we were like, oh, sorry. sorry. But then the same word, the CNX Tuesday that we told them, they said, they say in common oh, yeah, conversation. They use it like crazy and they use it beautifully. They do. They'd be like, oh, that old, but we're not going to say it here. Yeah. We don't want to get a negative rating. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, I'm now scandalized with the fact that should we go abroad sometime and record an episode of the A Block while we're abroad and just yell Fanny in the streets and just yell Fanny in the streets and see which one of us gets Will Smith before the episode is over. Oh God! Well, you know what? Well, now Will Smith. Speaking of him, he yeah. is not only stepping down from the Academy, but he has announced pausing certain prod like a, he had a bunch of projects going on like on Netflix and whatever and he's announced he's going to a quote-unquote wellness facility hmm. I, so I gotta I gotta add on I wish I wish you I went know to a wellness who facility. Else is going to a wellness facility who Kanye <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta oh say I gotta say you guys my right now at this very moment my entertainment dream is for mm-hmm. will smith and kanye west to be at the same quote-unquote wellness facility guys what if they were i mean what could, were? could you imagine if they were on like marriage boot camp but it was just like the two of them by themselves <laughs> <laughs> And it's just them talking about what marriage is. Whenever, whenever someone like says they're going to a wellness facility, like that's what, how I imagine that the facility is that it's like marriage boot camp or like one of those like weird therapy shows, <laughs> like on A and E or E or whatever. Oh, for sure. But I don't I, know. I mean, I don't even know. I'll tell you what I said on our show, and I'll say it here now. The person who was most happy, the two people that were most happy, the Will Smith slap happened were Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Cause I was like yeah. the amount of drama that 
Kanye, Kim, and Pete were in, and they were at the top of all social media feeds, the top of all gossip sites, gossip news shows, entertainment news shows, and then the Will Smith slap happened. I'm like, Kanye who? I'm like, he hasn't posted since then, which is weird. But aside from that, I'm like the constant churning of the Kim Pete thing. I'm like, I feel like we got a little break from it, which is probably great for all of them, great for all of us. Yeah. But I'm like, so even before that, he wasn't allowed to um, perform at the Grammys. Yeah. And so that kind of happened. And then he like wasn't really posting on social media. They put um, a lot of- and then they Coachella. Pulled out, they pulled him out of Coachella. I thought he just pulled out. I don't think they. I think he just bowed out. Oh, did he? Oh, I think so. I, I'm sure he probably did that before they could. But, anyways, I think that like that, I mean that all that all happened, and I think those are all pretty big deals. And like we really haven't heard about it. So Haley, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm like it's been a nice break. Honestly, I think for everyone involved. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody, the, you know what? Get the help you need. According get the help to, you need. And according to TMZ, I mean, Kim just met Pete's grandparents. So <gasps> I know I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. I know I saw it the other day and I was like, wow, amazing. I love it. That's big news. Um, okay. How long have we been going? I feel like we lose track of time and we haven't been able to talk too much. And now we're going. How long have we been going, Jacqueline? Um, it's a little over. It feels like we've been talking, I think, a long time. A little over an hour. Yeah. It's gotta be longer than that. It's gotta be longer than that. We started like it's like an hour and fifteen. No. I yeah, because we started at 845. You did? Yeah. Oh, which would <laughs> which would still be it's, it's an like hour. an hour and a half. You guys, this is really bad podcasting. We are literally sitting here talking about the time. Guys, we're going to cut all this out. So if you're at home right now, you're not hearing any of this part because we're cutting all this out. Um, Anyways, so I guess we can talk. So for time sake and to not make this like a three hour episode, um, we can talk about, I don't know if you guys talk about the bad vegan. We told you to talk about it. So I don't know if you want us to still talk about it because it seems kind of outdated, but if you want us to talk about it, I'd be, I'd love to. Let's I've do it. Li- I've literally forgotten about it. So I may not have much to say. Okay. Well, guys, we gave you ample weeks to listen to it because the girls listened to it the week I had to be off. And then I watched it as well. And then we forgot to talk about it last week. And so we're here now. If you guys have any questions, thoughts about bad vegan sentence to us now. I loved that show. Matt and I binged it in one night. Was it four episodes? Matt and I binged yeah, it in one night because really we good. could not yeah, I stop. I think I maybe still have never finished it is the thing. I don't know. Oh. I fell asleep watching it and I can't remember. I can't, I really can't remember if I finished or not. So I still, I need to do that. Matt so and I, I were have... at dinner last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Are we about to battle right now? All right. I'll go, go ahead. I'm just ahead. kidding. <laughs> Matt and I were at dinner last week with, um, so obviously where we are in Lexington, we have a big Irish community because a lot of people here are in the horse business from Ireland. So Matt, um, we were at, at dinner with some friends of ours that are from Ireland and we had a fabulous dinner, which I always love having dinner with. Hello, Bernard. Hello, Lisa. They are um, born and raised in Ireland and we love them. They were talking about it and we were cracking up about it because remember the guy that and that spoilers everyone if you haven't watched the final episode claire do you care if i spoil I don't care. okay um the friend of his that was the it guy that had the weird irish accent it's really um, him right 
Oh, of course it is. Yeah. It's really yeah. him. Yeah. So Lisa and Bernard were saying, they were like, who was that guy? They were like, we haven't watched the final episode yet. That guy had the weirdest Irish pseudo accent we've ever heard. Did it matter? We're like, oh, it's because he was fake as hell. Um, that to me was the most A, non-shocking, but B, semi-shocking. Because it was just like, this guy is freaking nuts. And it was just fun to hear their take on it. They were like, we couldn't identify where he was from in Ireland. And we were like, because he's not real. <laughs> we're like, he's not real. Yeah. And do you guys, okay. I crazily followed Sarma on Instagram after I watched the show. Oh, you did. I did. I followed her. Cause I was like, I got to follow her. And she posted about it this week because Netflix has, is still posting ads and billboards, I guess, around the country for bad vegan. And she screens, she, someone sent her a picture of Doesn't one and it's her. Like it? She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the way it finally portrayed her and still portrays her as like a money hungry and still she is saying she was manipulated by him, like, um, psychologically abused by him, et cetera, et cetera, which I believe, but Netflix, I guess just to try to get more people to view it. She had posted a picture of a billboard in some U S city that showed her eating a salad, like a vegan salad, but all the greens were actually money, like American oh. currency. And she had put, yeah. And she had posted that and said like, um, on her Instagram. And she had just said like, I get Netflix is trying to get viewers, but like, it's just a punch to the gut, basically like that they're using my trauma to get more people to watch. I get it. You know, sure. I'm proud of the overall product and I'm not happy with the way that they are advertising it and stuff like that. And so, um, I don't know. I really enjoyed the series, but following her and looking at her posts since then, but all the posts that she made when the documentary is talking about are still up. She's not deleted anything. Huh. huh. So all the posts that she made of him, of her dog, of the journey when they were on the run, everything's still up. I don't get one thing. I don't like It's That's so mystifying to me is she's obviously very intelligent, talented, like Charismatic. Oh, for sure. How does someone like that get taken, you know, like get yeah. fooled by this guy who like, honestly, that dude, I don't remember his name or his fake name or real name. Like, I know. I, I'm like, how did she, how did he, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm, I really am so amazed how this happens to people. Uh-huh. So, um, I think from watching it, I got the vibe that she was like using him as much as he was using her. Uh Like she was Uh obviously looking for a dude that had a shit ton of money to help her with her businesses who that were not doing very great. And I think she wanted like some sort of like significant other to invest in her businesses and to help her financially. And I think- that she was using him to some degree. And then by the time she fell in love with him, she was like, oh, well, obviously he has money because. But she was successful and he was making her pay him. And when she said the thing, I've given you over $1.5 million, I was like, well, if, but if you remember though, like the, like there was something going on at the restaurant that wasn't great, like right well, she- before they had met. Yeah. She had like just yeah. bought, she had, she took over everything. She took on all the debt of the restaurant and was just trying to pay out, but that, but her, she was very successful. She was just working to own it outright. So yeah. that's, what's confusing to me is like, she wasn't doing bad. 
It was just that she, I mean, that's how like, it, working to pay what being a business owner is. Yeah. Claire, yeah. what I wanted to ask you this whole time, what do you care if I share where you lived for a while for college? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. I just want to double check. Before. Um, cause you went to school in New York city. Yeah. Were you in college at the time when her restaurant was like thriving? Yes. Well, that was one thing about. Did you ever go there? On, I never went there. No. See, when I it, kept thinking first, of you the whole time because I've never lived in New started, York. And I was like, did Claire go there? <laughs> when the, when the documentary was like, when I first started watching it before they like, like at the very beginning when it hadn't named it yet, I was like, wait, there was a really great vegan restaurant that we would go to. This was like when veganism, I mean, like, yes, this is the exact time I was in college. There is when veganism was That's like what I thought. Yeah. very new. And there was another place. It was called red bamboo. And I, for a second, I thought it was going to be about red bamboo and I was going to be fully like, oh my gosh, but Entranced. No. just yeah. like, but no, this, I think this place was like a little bit more she, she than like something I would have been going. Okay. To okay. Yeah. I was thinking of you the whole time. Cause I knew you went to college there and I was like, this is around the time, like when I was in college or kind of around that same period. And so I was just like, what if Claire had been there and knew about this, you know, rubbing elbows with Alec Baldwin, who I oh love that Alec Baldwin is at the heart of this entire thing. Okay. Wait a second. Oh. Did you guys just, okay. That is one of my, I have two bones to pick with this, with this series. And pick that's them. one of my bones. Do it. Is why they just glossed over Alec Baldwin. Um, also, first off, Alec Baldwin being interested in Sarma. And then uh, Alec uh-huh. Baldwin meeting Hilaria at the restaurant. Who is now pregnant with their seventh child. I'm sorry. Seventh. Um, how are we just going to gloss over that? Yeah, she touched on it. And, and so I, I mean, said, like, I kind of regretted not dating him. And I'm like, you could be the mother of his 400th child right now, um, Sarma. Do you really regret that, Sarma? <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't know if you've checked in lately, Sarma, but things haven't been going Under- great for Alec Baldwin. Yeah, things have taken a downturn. They've gone yes. bad. Um, I wonder if they reached out to Alec for that documentary had to have oh, I hope don't they, you think especially I'm sure he was like back no. and forth Twitter stuff with the dude like yeah with he, the dude and Alec at yeah. the beginning yeah, he was a major player in this him which was crazy yeah it makes you question because you know I mean I'm not trying to talk about my personal experience but I feel like all of us especially people that seem quite successful on the outset or in whatever their career they're in but even outside of that, anyone who seems quite happy, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Like as we see, Sarma seemed like this amazing restaurateur, successful, beautiful, you know. Sarmama. Sarmama and seemed to have a great relationship with all of her employees and things like that. But something, she posted a lot of pictures of she and her dog. She talked in the documentary that like my dog, I felt like was the only one who understood me and loved me. And it's like, she was wanting and needing something. It made me really think about like how vulnerable are all of us, even if you seem to other people to be whole and successful, but it's like, you have a little crack in there. We all do where we need to fill something and it's hard to be fully vulnerable. So Claire, kind of an answer to your question of like, how did this happen? It's kind of like, for me, it was scary of like, oh my gosh, could this happen to me? Yes. But then you think like, no, it, it couldn't. But like, if it starts slow, like there's that great analogy where it says, if you drop a frog into a pot of boiling water, it would jump out. But if you drop a pot in a, a frog into a pot of cold water, but slowly heat it up, 
the frog will boil to death because it doesn't realize that it's getting hotter. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like, if I had met this dude and he was telling me, you're going to be the queen of this new society and I need you to do all this. I'd be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? But if you're so desperate to connect with someone and feel a real connection and it, because this documentary covers four or five years, whatever it was, it's like, maybe over time you might be like, this seems kind of crazy, but I do love him. I do feel, I feel you know, part of me is scared. Cause I'm like, I feel gosh, like they did happen to touch, her. They did not touch enough on the whole like thing where she was, where he was trying to convince her that she would be the queen of like another whatever. And her dog would be immortal. Like, I just felt like that was just kind of breezed over. Did you guys feel like that? Yeah, a little bit. I kind of felt like that would be like one of the more big, big focal points of the entire of like the docuseries. And I just felt like it was like mentioned a couple times. And that was really it. Like there really wasn't much talked about. Yeah. That. And I would like to know more because to me, that is more psychotic than like giving the dude hundreds of thousands of dollars at one point in time, you know, like that's mm-hmm. more like what the mm-hmm. hell? Like, well, well, for me, the craziest, <laughs> and no, I agree with you, Jacqueline. I do. There's so many more questions there for me. The craziest thing is that like, usually when you watch documentaries, especially nowadays, it feels like we're watching a documentary of people that are now either dead or really old or in prison. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy for me about this documentary and other documentaries that have like, like, um, tender swindler is that these people are just floating out there tender swindler he's out there his victims are out there right inventing anna she's out there her victims are out there and then this not only is sarma out there he's he's already released and she hasn't even gone in yet which is crazy it's just like yeah which well i think she she went in right is she out now for good i think at the time of the documentary jacqueline i think she was about to go in yeah 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 for sure but it's like now to think, at least I think she's released, but I'm just like, that to me, it was one of the craziest things. I'm just like, they're just out there. And him especially, I'm like, they need to plaster his face and tender swindler's face out there. Cause I'm like the emotional and mental trauma that's been inflicted by these people. It's just right. like, oh and that they can pause again. Yeah. But you know, I think these documentaries are good because it makes us all think like, whoa, if they were as vulnerable, this vulnerable, and they seemed so successful, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, wow, we could all be susceptible to this. Well, I yeah. know. That is the scary uh, thought. Am I going to be the queen of a whole new society? You know what I mean? Please let us know. I will. I'll let you all know. Guys, if you haven't watched Bad Vegan, sorry about this, but you need to watch it. It's actually really good. And thank you to my sister, who was the one who finally convinced me to watch it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And even even if you've listened to us recap it, it's still interesting enough where you should watch it. Yeah. And I just, I felt such compassion for Sarma. I really did. Even if she was involved, people want to say she's involved. She knew, it's like, no matter what point she knew, she made me believe that she was a victim, at least in some way. And so I'm just like, yikes. Okay, wait, I have another scammer doc that you guys should watch. And I was watching. What is it? What is it? I was watching it the other night <laughs> instead of watching the national championship game. Um, it's I called- saw you tweet. You said, what did you say during the national I, championship All I said game? was I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> I saw it. I liked it immediately. 
immediately, depending <laughs> on what, if you're a UNC fan or a Kansas fan, or you just love to hate those teams, like I do, I was watching, but I laughed out loud when I saw Jacqueline just tweeted in the middle of the game. She just said, I'm and watching just Netflix. Said, I'm watching Netflix. I woke up Tuesday morning and had to scroll Twitter for five minutes to figure out who won. Oh, I know. Same. When I went to bed, because I went to bed at halftime. That's how little I even cared. I didn't watch one no, second. I didn't watch it at all. I, w- I couldn't like be bothered. On my radar. I remember waking up at I watched point. American Idol. Yes. Yeah. And she paid $300 to watch it. <laughs> Going price these days. Yes. Okay, so, so, this, so this doc that I watched the other night, it's not a series. It's just like an hour and a half-ish, I think. Um, but it's called crypto King. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It's about this guy. He owns this company, um, basically that you can invest in the company to like invest in Bitcoin. Um, and it is wild. Like people, he dies and this is the guy he's like, um, the president and CEO of the company and he dies and he apparently takes the passwords with him and people are trying to like take money out, like transfer it to their accounts, like from Bitcoin to like maybe something else and they can't access the funds. The website isn't found. And then, you know, the whole company is like, well, we don't know what to do because we don't have the passwords. Oh, okay. And so then people are alleging that this guy like faked his own death. It, it was pretty interesting. It was like kind of nerdy, but it was, it was pretty. When I tell you I could do, I could spend the rest of my life researching people that fake their own deaths. I don't understand people that do that from oh, I know. Sherry, Papi- from Sherry Papini to the beginning of time. I don't. Um, okay. So there's. No, I got to find the name of it before I, before I like say this, but there's another documentary that is on, it's a docu-series that is on, um, Discovery Plus, And I don't know if anyone has that, but, um, it is called, um, wait, oh no, just kidding. It's on HBO and it's called the invisible pilot. And it's okay. okay, it's this guy. He was um like a politician um in um the Midwest. He faked his own death and then basically became like underground and was like flying drugs and like basically just leading a double life. And oh, gee. his family thought he was dead, but he speaks in the documentary and it is really interesting, apparently. Okay, cool. That sounds so, great. Yeah. There's this, um, there's this one podcast I listen to, um, frequently, um, that's by Kate Casey. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her, but she like, uh-huh. um, she is super into like true crime and all that stuff. And she recommends a bunch of stuff. And that was one of the ones that she recommended and she said it was really good. So excellent it's like on my list for maybe i'll start it tonight when we finish it this week but excellent okay that sounds good (gasps) is it self-care favorites time yes it's self-care favorites time which as you all know last week was the first time we had an official sponsor for our self-care favorites and they are back with us this week captured by crouch jacqueline tell us all about this sweet angel baby that we used to all work with and we are so excited to now work with on the podcast our sweet angel baby um morgan crouch um her company 
captured by Crouch. She is a traveling photographer. She's based out of Frankfort, Kentucky, and she specializes in wedding, elopement, lifestyle, and boudoir sessions. Morgan offers both photography and videography services to capture your special moments in life. Captured by Crouch is a published dark and moody photographer and is now booking for 2023 weddings. So... If you're looking for a photographer and you're interested in booking a wedding or just a regular old session, reach out to her today on Instagram at Captured by Crouch and tell her that you got her from the A block and you'll get a special discount. Guys, photography can be so expensive, especially if you're really wanting those timeless photographs, like getting a discount is huge. And we can tell you, Morgan, who is the photographer behind Captured by Crouch, personally, we adore this queen. Um, and she does such a fantastic job. Check out her Instagram to see her work. Like she does such a wide range of amazing photography. Check her out. She is such a sweet girl and does an amazing job. So yes. yeah, get that discount. Do Support it, do it, do it. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you for supporting us. That's right. Um, okay. I will, um, kick things off. Um, let's see my, I don't know why I said that. Cause I need to think about mine for a second. So clear. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I, got <laughs> I got, I have this, I have this compulsion where if no one talks, I just start talking and I, I, it takes over me. Claire, go. Sorry. Okay, I'll go. Um, my favorite thing is these little egg wraps. They're called, I think it's called egg life. And they're just, so they're just, um, it kind of looks like a tortilla, but it's just made of egg whites. And I was at Sprouts the other day, which is a grocery store we have here. Um, I've heard of Sprouts. Okay. Okay. Sprouts. I, I, I've heard they're at Target as well. And like the refrigerated section. And I was with my mom and I was like, Hmm, I'm going to try this. And I just got them and I thought it was going to be disgusting and it was surprisingly delightful. They have like Ooh. plain everything bagel. And then I got a cinnamon one too, that I haven't Ooh. tried yet. And I just like use it to make little wraps. Um, and it was just really yummy. And my mom, like my mom, like my mom's not restricted in her eating in any way. And, um, she was like, oh my gosh, this is delicious. And so if you can find them and are interested, I, they're, they're low carb, they have protein. So if like, you're looking for either of those things, that's good. Or if you just want like something new to spice up your lunch game or something or breakfast, um, I, yeah, egg life is what it's called. Um, okay. Trader Joe's has a similar thing, but it's just, it's the whole egg. Um, and so this was just egg white. So I, I've seen them both now. I think it's going to be, I think it's a thing now. So it is because I've seen them at Costco, but you know how Costco is. Yeah. I'm like a little, you find it once and you don't find it for six more months <laughs> or you find it once and you have, you know, a lifetime three supply. supply. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. like, I haven't been wanting to pick that up, but I th- I think I'm, I think I'm going to, because I think if I have that and I, I like it, I will use it a lot. Well, I think like just be from what I could tell, like they go bad pretty quickly. So you would have to oh. like, eat it. Okay, so maybe I'll buy it from like Trader Joe's. Yeah. I would <laughs> at least to start off. Whoa. Sorry. My dog is barking. I think my husband is home. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. I'm trying to mute, mute it. Hang on. Um, and then Lexi, Lexi's in the background, like what's going on? What? And then my self-care is something that I've really been actively doing like over the past week or two of like trying to talk to myself about myself. Um, and that's just being this 
for lack of a better term, more present in my current situation, not getting ahead of myself, not getting upset about, Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. Like not, not thinking about all the things that I haven't established after, since moving, but the things I do have, which is, mm-hmm. you know, good hours living close to my parents, getting to do things that I hadn't been able to do because of my sleep schedule before. And just trying to remind myself that I actually have a lot of the things that I had dreamed of having six months ago and I Mm -hmm. have them now. And I just, it's an active, true, like decision to remind myself of those things and not get caught up in the pity party or thinking about, okay, well, this is fine, but I don't have this and I'm not getting to do this. And no one's inviting me to do this. And my apartment's this, you know, but there's a lot of really good things that are actually happening and just kind of doing that small shift of like state of mind and frame of reference is really helping me not go to that dark place that I can go to, which is, Uh you know, like feeling sad and dejected and all those things. And then just letting that build and spiral and all that good stuff. So just trying to be present in the moment and being thankful for what I have such simple sentiments, but it really is a thing that is worth reminding yourself if you're starting to to count all the things you don't have, maybe try to look at the things you do have, because you might find you actually have a lot of the things you've been wanting, but we're so trained, I think, to just want the next thing mm-hmm. before we even enjoy what we've got right now. Yeah. So that's oh my gosh. Could not agree more. I love or that. Like thinking, Thank you for that. Or thinking about, oh, if I just get this, like that will make me happy. Right. Or like relying on the next thing to like cure whatever's going on in your head. But that's like you said, Claire, that's takes a lot just to sit there and say, Hey, you know what? Like I've got a lot of this that deserves to give. I love that. I love that because it's so true. And I see like Instagram memes about it all the time. They're like, remember the things that you're doing now or the things that you wished for five years ago. Yeah. And it's so like partly annoying. I want to be like, Oh, I know that. But then it's also so nice. Cause it's like, it does make you take stock of where you are. And it's like, you're right. I would have killed for this life. Like five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Hey, if high school me could have seen where I am now. Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I love that state of mind check, like a little reality check for yourself that could help. It's, it's been helping me for sure. Because I think if I hadn't been, I would just be like flat on my bed being like, Oh, I hate everything. (laughs) Another positive reason to be like social media should be illegal. Yes. Um, (laughs) all right, Jacqueline, what about you? Sweet, sweet thing. So my favorite thing of the week is, um, this lovely, lovely show on Netflix called the home edit. Love. It is like, Love. you know what? Just wrap yourself in a free and anxiety hug. Uh-huh. That's what it is for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yes. Watching oh, yes. women, watching women business owners go into these homes and declutter and straighten up these messes that should have been taken care of a long time ago and leave it like beautiful and it's like color coordinated. It is like my dream. oh my gosh. I love Soothing. it. I love it. Um my closet is color coordinated. <gasps> I am like probably more of an organization freak than I am like a neat freak. 
Yeah. Like I just like things to be put in their back in their place rather than to be out. Oh yeah. Place for everything. Everything in this place. Everything Everything has a place. place. Yeah. Yes. So it just, it makes me feel good and it's so nice. And, um, they, I think the show does a really good it's so the second season just came out and, um, the girls that do it are based in Nashville. Um, but they have a really good mix of like people that are famous and then just like normal people that just have like every regular day issues, um, which I love. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, I just really like it. I was watching it the other day and I was like, I just love the show. Like, it just makes me feel like so good. It's like kind of one of those things. Like I had it on in the background as I was working and I was like, this is just nice because it's just like an easy show to have on in the background, but it doesn't make you feel like stressed out or like, I don't know. It's like one of those good shows. Um, I love to find a show like that, that you can either watch intently or just have on in the background. Either way, it makes you feel so complete. Like the great uh, British baking show, just like that. Oh, oh my gosh. I've texted Claire about that show 3 million times. She talked about it forever. And I was like, I've got to watch this. And when I finally watched it, I was like, Mm. Oh, it's so good. It's great. Great. It makes me feel so lovely. Watched it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And it makes you, it makes it. you feel like, wow, they're kind of stress level. Like I want to be on that level of stress. Like it's like, and it just makes me want to speak in that accent when I'm stressed. I don't it doesn't feel that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. So that's my favorite thing this week. I'm almost on the season. Um, whoops. Anyways, my favorite self-care item of the week um, is I found these eye masks, um, on, Ooh. on Amazon. So usually I use the ones that are like just under my eye, but I, <laughs> I found these ones that, like, that are, <laughs> that are like circles oh. and then they have a little like slit for my eye. So it goes <laughs> on my upper eyelid too. <laughs> I'm sure your boyfriend that. loves those. He's like, ma'am. Oh yeah. Chase is like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. All right. Whatever. Nice. So where are they from? Amazon? Yeah. Or- I'll have to share them. They're from Amazon. I, so I originally got the idea from, um, this, um, Instagram influencer. Her name's Kathleen Jennings. She does a lot of okay. skincare. She does mostly skincare and a little bit of makeup. Um, but she recommends them and like, um, says that it's like her latest, like favorite eye, um, mask situation. And if you like use one of those masks, like under your eyes, I actually have noticed a difference. Oh, so I do really like them. And you know, like sometimes like even if I'm not like, obviously like the day after drinking, you're like, oh my God, my face is so puffy. But I feel like even like in the spring, especially, um, just from like allergies, like I just wake up and I feel like my face is just like puffy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, so I, I like that. Um, the eye patch has a thing that goes over, like, you know, on top of my, like my eyelid. Cause I feel like that part doesn't get enough love in the depuffing process. Uh-huh. So I will be sharing. I need to share that link. So you guys can know. 
Well, um, I just followed Kathleen on Instagram. So, oh yeah, she's so good. But she's she's also the girl that shared um, that um, red like ordinary mask, and then that rose stem cell. She was like that was like her like quarantine. She calls it like the quarantine mask. But okay, she always is like, and she'll share when masks are like on sale and whatever. I highly recommend if you're into skincare um, and masks and stuff, definitely follow her. She's Kathleen Jennings beauty. I just followed her. She's one of my favorite follows on Instagram. Let me tell you who got me onto the red ordinary mask. It's a blogger. Her name is Claire Crouch. She got me onto it. I I influence. She influenced influenced me. me. She was like, do you, have you ever thought about what human blood would look like on your face? And I was like, no, I haven't Claire. And she was like, it's called the ordinary. And I was like, oh, okay. Try it out. (laughs) It's a life. No, that mask is it's amazing. The yes. ordinary mask. It's like twelve dollars. Get it on Sephora, the ordinary's website. Do they have it at Ulta now? I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, it's even less. Yeah, it's they even have it like Target. Like no, yeah, you can get it at the Ulta Target. It's at Ulta, Ulta and Target. It's at Ulta for like seven bucks. Yeah. It's insane. It's so good. All right, Haley. Oh. Okay. So my favorite things, my favorite thing, and I, sorry, I had to start this off awkwardly. I had meant to write them down and I forgot. My favorite thing is hella weird. And I'm actually kind of embarrassed to tell you all, but it's truly my favorite thing. And it's helped me fall asleep the last like three nights. All right. So whenever I get in bed, because as a, as you all know, I've been very open on this podcast and just on social media and in my life about my struggles with anxiety and especially at night and in the morning at night to help me calm down. I love ASMR. I love listening to meditation or podcast or something. Matt and I've been watching a lot of naked and afraid lately. Oh yeah. Discovery. So I I found this naked and afraid is amazing. Entertaining show. Cause I could never do it. So I enjoy watching other people do it. Matt and I, my husband, Matt, and I love to talk about who would last the longest on naked and afraid. And it's always him. Cause I know I would dip out at about 20 minutes in. I'd be like, I am the least bit inconvenienced. And so I would love to leave. Thank you very much. The second um, I would have to take my clothes off and be cold. I would be like, goodbye. I'd be like, oh, right, I'd, be I'm like going home. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. Am I getting sunspots on my chest? I'm about to go. Like, I can't I would, do this. I would just be like, why am I doing no, what like, do, the do the people, here's my biggest question. Do the people get paid that are on there? Do they get paid? I can't imagine. If you're not getting paid less than a hundred grand for 21 days in the wilderness and doing sun damage to your skin, I'm not with it. You all, a girl that was on the Real Housewives of New York, of New York for her first season, Leah, she got paid 60 grand for a whole entire season. Can you imagine being on naked and afraid? You're not making that much. You're right. No. So Matt and I have been watching Naked and Afraid lately, and I love it. So the other night, because our iPhones are always listening, it suggested to me when I went to bed the other night, and this is the same YouTube that suggested those weird Yakutia, Siberia, Russian content, suggested this guy who's from America. And all he does is go out into random American landscapes and build shelters out of the things found around him. Okay. I don't know his name. But he's helped me fall asleep the last three nights. I imagine it's really peaceful noises. Because he doesn't talk. Yeah, I bet. I can imagine. All he does is chop down trees, collect leaves, dig dirt, (sighs) builds a fireplace. It's like the Emily Mariko of outside. It is. It it is so serene. And I've fallen asleep to the last three nights. And I'm just like, oh, my God, where is he going to get the kindling for a fire tonight? And then I'm asleep. So that's been my favorite. It's been a 
strictly Emily Mariko of outdoor shelter building. It reminds me, have you come across the TikTok account? This was like a very early TikTok thing that I came across and I felt like it was really under the radar, but I think they're pretty big now. The name of the account is just men with pot. No, it's it's cooking in the wilderness and it's just cooking, (sighs) chopping. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. I can and it's a guy it that makes hours. like a whole, he like chops up tomatoes and puts mm-hmm. it on that outdoor thing. And I'm like, I've never seen tomatoes look so good. I know. Yeah. Men with <laughs> Yes. Pot. Yeah. No. Okay. I've got to look that up because this is very of the same vein. He never speaks. I've never yeah. heard this man's voice. He looks about my age, but he goes out into what looks like my grandparents' woods behind their house. <laughs> and so it doesn't look that crazy. And I'm like, yeah. I could build this shelter. Okay. So that's my favorite because it's just the like calming effect of it. And then he'll like light a fire at the end. And then he goes to sleep in a sleeping bag inside the show. It's amazing. Random, but I could also watch naked and afraid every day of my life. Matt and I've been watching it. We'll start watching it. If we're not watching the first 48, we're watching naked and afraid. Hmm. Can't, can't worry about it. Okay. My self-care 48, the first 48 as an externalist, I'm like, show it to me. I got to know what happened to these people. I got to know what's what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm like, I got to, and then especially when they have B-roll where it shows like news crews out there, I'm like, that would have been me. I'm out there asking the really annoying questions to this, uh, homicide detective. Yeah. Is it scary? Is it safe for the people? Um, does it happen in this neighborhood a lot? Yeah. My self-care is shared with you all in December that my therapist is retiring and yeah. I have not found a new therapist yet. And I thought for a while, I was like, maybe it would be nice. Cause I saw my therapist Linda for like four or five years and I adored her and it's been very hard for me to let go of her, but she deserves to be retired. But I have felt very resistant to finding a new therapist. And just this past week or the week before I'm like, okay. Um, it's April. It's been four months since I've been able to talk to a therapist openly. And so my self-care is this month. I told myself, you know what? I went without one for three or four months and it was okay at first, but now no, I'm really missing that outlet. And I, my self-care is this month. I've made a promise to myself that I am finding a new therapist or at least making the concerted effort to try out some new at the same office where my now retired therapist was or trying out some new offices because I really miss, um, I can just tell a difference in my mental health and my anxiety levels, not having a biweekly or monthly person or appointment where I know that I can just like word vomit onto them and they can just tell me you're being insane or you're, you need to look at this a different way or something. So that's in my self-care this month was I wrote it in my planner. I'm like, Nope, I'm doing it this month. I'm going to start you know, cause it was kind of nice to have a break at first of like not having to open up, but in a way now that three or four months have gone by, I'm like, Nope, I had a therapist for a reason. I had the break. It was fine, but it's time to get back and get real and right, handle like, my, mm-hmm. handle my bullshit. So, um, yeah. Well, good. You notice yeah. that about yourself and yeah. you're addressing that's it. And part so of the process. That's good. I am. So if you guys have any advice or if anyone out there has advice on finding a new therapist, when you had one that you knew and loved and, but it was time for them to retire and move on, it's just been a very hard thing. And so I'm just having a hard time even knowing really how to begin, you know, Jacqueline, I know you have a therapist you love and you and I live in the same city. So I may outside of this podcast, ask you for some help. Maybe yeah. did, Linda, did Linda have any suggestions about 
people. She did. So she did, but it was another, cause Linda and I had met in person for years, but then with COVID happened, we started doing virtual and she suggested someone else to me virtually, but I would prefer to go back to in-person if possible. Yeah. Um, cause to me, it just felt much more personal. And so that's kind of the, that was kind of my reasoning for the first couple of months. Like, well, I don't want to do, I don't want to do virtual, but then now yeah. it's been four months and I'm kind of like, Will. okay. So I, need to, I would say, I, need to talk personally, to I don't mind doing virtual because like, I can, like, I feel like the excuse of me going is like 100% gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like now lately, like, um, like I'll go into the office like once or twice, but like, and then like, maybe like the following week, like, it'll be kind of crazy. So then I'll just go virtual which is, yeah. you know, it just deletes the, the excuse of not yeah, going or just being like, uh, but yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I have felt anxious about it, which is more reason to go, but I've, I've, I've kind of gotten over the, any excuses and I'm just like, no, I am taking care of myself and I need to do it. So Jacqueline, I may be reaching out to you for some advice or anyone else. If you know a great okay. office, let a girl know it's time yeah, to take I'll care of myself know. more again. And I'm doing it. Very good. Self-care favorites sponsored by Capture by Crouch. Holla at you, girl. Ding. All right. Well, you've surely been able to knock out every chore, drive across the country, (laughs) and I don't know, cook an elaborate 10-course meal after listening to this podcast. Put together a hypothesis, a scientific process, come to a conclusion, whatever it is, in listening to this episode. That's right. Um. Oh, I yeah. love you girls so much. And it's so fun love to just you. like laugh and talk about anything, but also be real too. And so, you know, if you can find real friends like this that can allow you to show all facets of yourself, you're a lucky person. So, um, okay. Thank you to our sponsors, Relics Bridal and Captured by Crouch. Um, send us messages. Claire, what's our handles on everything? The A Block Pod. The A Block Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, Gmail. The A Block Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> If you have a question, comment, leave us a positive review. If you have a negative review, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yeah. yourself. We don't, want, we don't care. We don't care. You can be <laughs> negative, but just say it to your friends. Talk shit about us behind our backs. We don't like care. Normal like people. a normal person. <laughs> like a normal person. Listen, you know what? If you have a if you have a critique, that's fine. But don't just be an asshole. Sorry. Just don't. That's right. We don't care. Heart. Heart the A block. Love you. Goodbye. All right. Love See you. Ya. Goodbye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.